Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You have any freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And we are rocking and rolling on a Thursday as we get closer and closer to ECU football season. You might can do the math on your own at this point, but we will let you know how many days away we are until kicking things off at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, East Carolina NC State, September 3rd. And also, how many days away we are until the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. So I got those nuggets for you in just a moment and got a big show on tap coming up at 4 o'clock. We will get to know the enemy a little closer. Corey Smith from Pack Pride 24-7 NC State Sports will join us at 4 o'clock to give us a rundown on the Wolfpack, how their fall camp went, players to watch, all that. Corey Smith coming up at 4 o'clock today. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will get you ready for the college football season. He's already got a bet in on East Carolina, plus 10.5. Today we will break down week zero. We'll look at all the matchups coming up this Saturday. It is a full slate of football not the most attractive games, but real football, real college football will be on your television. So we'll break it all down with the big man in hour number two. Mike Mullis will join us at five o'clock on today's program. And former Pirate Warren Saba, former ECU safety, now a member of the Michigan Panthers in the USFL, will join us coming up in hour number three. We'll get his take on this East Carolina football team as uh, they get set to take on NC State and talk about what Warren has been up to. Got injured uh, year one of the USFL. He's healthy, ready to go now, and uh, should be back in the spring with the Michigan Panthers. So looking forward to catching up with the former ECU safety. Charlie Rhodes is here. The Big Dog's here. CJ Schaefer's here. The Chan Man's here. Troy D is here. Hello, everyone. Hello, Clipper. Cheers to you, Clip. You know it's getting serious when I break out the Pirate Radio Yeti Cup for the first time this year. The first time this year. It's serious. Things are getting serious, folks. It's getting real. How real is it? We'll tell you right now because Chandler, I remember back when you became our David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff Numbers guy. You would have to Google up how many days are left. Mm-hmm. Use the uh, the app. It was triple digits when we started. It was triple digits. Yeah. It felt like it, felt it like was forever. so far away. It was almost like a mirage in the desert. Troy. Yeah, you didn't even know if it would ever get. Yeah, it. you know, it was a number, but that's all it was. Just a number. It didn't mean anything. Well, now it means something. Oh, it it's real now. It's real, and it's and spectacular. It's and it is the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff, brought to you by David Price Construction. I think I mentioned that. Yeah. Who wants to do the honors well, I th- today? I think we let the uh, Hall of Famer long snapper, at least Pirate Troy, Radio Hall uh, of Famer long snapper. I heard yesterday's show. Well, you heard that, but you and weren't at Media Day. Saturday. No, I heard the recap. So for people was, like you that weren't there, I was, that might have wanted it boiled down into something quick, you know? I thought it was one of the best recaps I've ever heard. Shirley, do we it have was, that? Can we uh, get the recap from Media Day yesterday? And I was blown away because I just was, you know, just so impressed with uh one of our colleagues 
letting the coaches know how important he was. He really stole the show. If yeah. you missed it, if you missed media day, folks, here's the uh, quick recap of it. Year. I'm a former long snapper, so I love talking about this position. I'm a former specialist myself. I used to long snap. All right, I'm going to talk about my favorite part of football, special teams. How's Are you? T- that's the truth? You mean that? I'm a former long snapper. So. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Chandler Honeycutt telling everyone that would yeah. listen he's a former long snapper. It yeah. was just a specialist, by the way. Did you know you were doing that, or it just like happened and it, you didn't realize? I didn't it, realize so it, how many times you piece it all together, it. and you're like, "Oh my God, did I say that every time?" Yeah, that's well, become your crux. Well, I, I didn't. That's your every, peach bowl, yeah. Detroit. <laughs> yes, I talk about the peach bowl a lot. You talk about long snapping. Yeah. If only you could have long snapped in the peach bowl, what a team we could oh, have my been. Goodness. Could you name the <laughs> long snapper off the, in the peach bowl? Oh, good question, Troy. Who's the long snapper in the peach bowl? Well, I don't shame know. on you for not There's knowing. Plenty of I, people I don't that know. are talented. It's shame on you, long snapper, for not Luke knowing. Luke Fisher is talented enough to long snap if he wanted to. Troy says, "I'm a former Peach Bowl attendee." When he meet, when he talks to people, I was on so. the field. Clip. There you go. Own Peach Bowl turf. There's a man on the field. Purple and gold grass from Atlanta Fulton County Stadium somewhere in my collection. So to circle back, are you saying you're going to let the legendary long snap? I'm going to let Chandler. I like this is the last opportunity. Well, no, I can do no. it. I guess next week. We got one I'll, more opportunity. I'll, I'll do it next week if okay. you guys will be so gracious. But this week, I will defer to my colleague, Young Chandler Honeycutt. Okay. Who just 10 years ago was that beat the Pirates with Terry Holland as a young boy? 12, 12 years ago. 12 years ago. Wow. And Time now, flies. look at our, our baby is all grown up. <laughs> he is and a look big at baby. Him. He's look got a at big him now. Head. Leading our team in the David Price construction countdown to kickoff. And what I need Shirley Rose to do, as she has done so graciously for the past, I would say, three, four months, is to back her fat truck up. Back it up, Shirley. Folks, you just mentioned a while ago, when we started this, we were in the triple digits. What if I told you we're in the single digits? What if I told you in nine days, wow, it will be ECU NC State. What if I told you in nine days, you will be tuning in to the voice of the Pirate Nation, Pirate Radio, for the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Wow. How many hours is that show? That is a four-hour show. Wow. What if I told you in nine days, at the end of EC versus NC State, you will be tuning in to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter Collins show? Now, here's the fun part. What if I told you from a week from tonight, seven days away, until the Pirate Radio football kickoff party, a lot of people are saying it's the party of the year. That's because it is the party of the year. You can still get your tickets, PR927FM.com. They are $10. They're, they're getting down to the nitty-gritty, right, yeah, Troy? we're under... Um under a couple hundred tickets left. So get your tickets. Do not miss out on the 80s tribute band, The Breakfast Club. Do not miss out on taking a picture with the Clydesdale. Do not miss out on hanging out with us, the Pirate Radio crew. It's going to be an awesome party. Seven days away from the party. A week away from the party, I should say. And then nine days away until ECU versus NC State alongside our great coverage with the Bud Light pregame tailgate and the USL Cellular fifth quarter Collins show. All of that on the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff. And I do want to give a shout-out to David Price. Last week, they won two awards at the Home Builders Association of Raleigh-Wake County Remodeling Awards. They so this won- is not a watch list. This is an award. No, they won two awards wow. last this week. This is the real deal. Awesome. Yeah. Best commercial project and best whole house remodel between the price range of $350,000 and $450,000. So congratulations. That's, that's great. 
to our great friends over at David Price Construction, and thank you for your, your support of the program. And, and a great pirate himself. Yes, sir. A pirate Absolutely. alum and pirate supporter. Yeah. I was hoping the award would be for best sponsored radio segment, and that being this segment. But maybe we can get that one next year. You know, <laughs> Clip, we don't enter a lot of these places they charge you and basically charge you a fee so they can give you an award and we're not all about that clip we're not about paying money to have an award our award is the enjoyment of knowing that we are communicating with the pirate nation on a daily basis and bringing them the best information and entertainment possible that was beautiful thank you we don't need any fake awards like other people that was beautiful i would love a fake award uh, well, let me work on it for you. Thank you. Dude, can you draw me up one real quick? Uh, 919. We should do a fake award yeah, thing at the end of this, year's, this year, like in the award for... Best long snapper. <laughs> I know a guy. Let's, th- this We should collaborate on this off the air and do fake awards this year. All right. Yeah, that'll be fun. 919-291-5532 to contact David Price Construction. Go online, davidpriceconstruction.com. Award-winning yes, sir. commercial or custom residential and building needs. They got it for you. Thank you Proud David ECU Home Services partner. Seven days from the party, nine days from kickoff. Awesome. Yeah, so the party tickets, once again, are not free this year. They are 10 bucks. We're donating uh, 100% of the proceeds to local charities. We've got four local charities that are going to benefit from it. But you're going to need a ticket in advance to get into it. The tickets, it's all digital this year. Uh, we did have some folks. Uh, we appreciate the folks that took advantage of our promotion earlier today at UBE. But uh, the tickets are digital. If you go to PR927FM.com, click on the banner right at the top. It'll take you directly to the link at the State Theater. You can order them online. It's all QRO. What is it? What is it? Q. What's the code I'm trying to say? QR code. QR code that you'll get with your ticket, and they'll scan it at the door. You're good to go. So it'll be right on your phone. All right. On high tech clip rock. Yeah, we. I can't uh, say it, but they can do it. We've entered the new age. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's dive in to our flight by Yingling practice report. The next generation of light beer, flight by Yingling. Don't just raise a glass raise the bar flight by yingling available wherever beer is sold and boy do i have a practice report for you today troy two sheets worth wow of audio from mike houston donnie kirkpatrick and blake harrell surely i have a stat to consider by the way real quick next gen stats stats to consider i uh i typed up some next gen stats today troy did you and nobody cares about this stuff but i just decided it was actually interesting troy might care i might yeah don't say nobody yesterday one person cares that's somebody that's somebody and you know what you're somebody somebody might care and that somebody might be me all right we'll see Yesterday, after ECU football practice, Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell took the podium, talked to the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Houston answered 12 questions, Troy, in 8 minutes and 30 seconds. See, I like stats like that, so don't say nobody cares. 12, stat. 12 answers, 8 minutes, 30 seconds. So what's the average answer on each so one? So uh, he's less than a minute, you know, yeah. per uh, per answer. Mm-hmm. Now, this would be interesting stats if we had this on all, like, the past five coaches going back. All right, I just did it for today and probably will never do it again. (laughs) Blake Harrell answered 10 questions in 10 minutes. So even I can do the math on that. That is a minute per question per answer. Yeah, pretty. He was consistent. Yeah, and uh, very consistent. Wow, what are the odds that you'd answer every question 60 seconds? Exactly. And again, that's just an average. It doesn't mean he answered everyone there. True, good point. I wonder who did the longest uh, press conference. Well... Donnie Kirkpatrick, maybe he was rushed. Can I guess? Because he was only asked, I'll tell you how many uh, questions, questions and, and you guess okay. how long. All right, fair. I know the answer, so I'll I, control your I guess. I don't know. So Mike Houston answered 12 questions, right. Blake Harrell 10, 
Donnie only answered seven questions. Only seven. So the fewest yes. of all the coaches that we were offered. Yep. But I bet he talked the longest. He did. <laughs> I'm going to go. Donnie probably averages at least two minutes per answer. Okay. So seven questions. That would put it at uh, 14. I'm going to give him a bonus minute of extra time. Uh, so I'm going to go 15, actually 15 and a half minutes. Yeah, you went a little long there, but your head was in the right spot. Yeah. Seven questions in 13 minutes. That's okay. still crazy. Yeah. So almost got to two minutes per answer. <laughs> yeah. And Just two minutes. on. Two minutes does not sound like a long period of time, but talking two minutes straight for every single question you're asked is a long time. Yeah, that's pretty good. Almost got there. Seven questions, Troy, 13 minutes. He's on the all-talk team. He is. Yeah, and, he's always uh, been good at uh, speaking. He was holding court yesterday. That's good, though. As always. So there's your uh, your next-gen stats. stats to the, that is the press conference by the numbers, which I like. You don't find that anywhere else, Clip Rock. You don't find it. You don't want it. You don't need it, yeah, but take, I give it to you. Take that, I glue. Igloo. <laughs> Ivan Igloo. Igoo. Steven Igloo. Steven Igloo. Uh, <laughs> don't find that on Hoist or whatever. Got him. We won up. Yes, we I did. Today. There we go. Uh, let's hear Mike Houston's opening comments. Shirley Rhodes. All right. Kind of switching gears this week, you know, with school started Monday. Um, got a little bit more heat practicing in the afternoon. Um, you know, transition to uh, just, you know, game prep for NC State. Uh, so, you know, kind of a next step. You know, and for, you know, a lot of these guys, it's kind of the uh, more of the welcome to college football, you know, with some guys going to scout scout teams and you know, look teams and, you know, you're starting to establish your two deep and, uh, you know, who's next and try to figure out special teams and the people there and, uh, you know, starting to kind of set a travel team. So, uh, you know, it's a, a lot of work. Uh, second straight day in full pads, uh, which um, I knew would be a challenge. Uh, you know, we wanted it to be. Uh, it's uh, – 10 days out from game day, and so uh, we got to start getting ready to really play. So uh, good practice. Uh, really, really excited about the energy the guys practiced with. Uh, I think we've made uh, some significant strides on special teams the last two days. Uh, really pleased with our work we did yesterday. I want to see the film from today, but I would expect it's going to look similar. Mike Houston there after Wednesday's East Carolina football practice. One of the questions going into this year, what do you do with Mason Garcia? Do you put him in in some packages like you did last year? Do we see him out there on the field? Do you try to get yet another year saved and redshirt him, not play him? Uh, so Mike Houston, and by the way, when I say these coaches answered questions, they didn't necessarily answer the question being asked, but at least they did respond. They to talked. Questions. They did talk. They may not have answered your question. Correct. Like you said. Yeah. Including they this spoke. one. Uh, from, this was a good question. From Stephen Igloo. Okay. Stephen uh, Igloo. Stephen Igloo. He asked, do you plan on playing Mason Garcia throughout the year or using his red shirt? Cut three. Yeah, Coach Coach Kirkpatrick and I have had, uh, had those discussions. So, um, you know, we, we're happy with where Mason's at, and uh, we're going to do what's best for him and what's best for the program moving forward. All right. So that's I call that answer a non-answer. Very non-answer. I recognize your question. We've discussed it. Thank you for asking and, the question. And, and great question. <laughs> Appreciate you asking. We're going to do what's the right thing. We're not but, telling you. But see, that's where I would have followed up if I was Stephen Igloo. And if Ooh. I was there, which I wasn't, I would have said, what's the right thing, coach? Would so, you have? Yes. I think that's where he missed his opportunity for the follow-up. What's the right thing? Can you get more specific? Can we nail this down? Red shirt, no red shirt, don't know yet. Well, guess what Stephen Igloo did? Followed up. No. Oh. 
he left he, he just walked he just right walked out, out. <laughs> no he didn't follow up troy with mike houston but he did with donnie kirkpatrick and he well can we skip to that we see? are we're gonna do that. i like to see this. where we're going see, here. this we don't have to wait for all the other mike houston non-answers no, no, no. we can get straight to the donnie non-answer well <laughs> <laughs> i want to hear him not answer a yeah. question all right let's see what but although donnie will slip up sometimes i and know. give you more information than you ever imagined cut six shirley rhodes uh igloo asked mike he said mike houston wouldn't say much about the conversation between you and him regarding Mason Garcia. How about Donnie? Uh, does he want to, you know, to take away the curtain? Unveil the curtain. What am yeah. I trying to say, Troy? Uh, peel back the curtain. <laughs> that is what I was trying yeah. to say. Here is Donnie Kirkpatrick. Well, if he didn't say it, I'm probably not going to say it now. Uh, you know, the thing that's different now is because you can play four games. And uh, so we'll, we'll wait and see how it plays out. Uh, you know, we've had some conversations with Mason about those type things. And uh, both ways are, are, are still in play. You know, you, you, what you gotta do though is, you know, I say to Mason all the time is you have to train, you have to think, you have to practice, you have to live like you're the starter this week. Because, you know, just remember, it was Tuesday about 10.30 in the morning and coach called me in and said, uh, uh, Holtons don't, won't be playing this week. Uh, he, he tested positive. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you might want to call Mason. So I called Mason. Hey, what are you doing? He's like, well, just about ready to get some lunch. I was like, well, why don't you grab a bite right quick and get on over here? He's like, anything up, coach? Is something wrong? I was like, no, nah, but you're starting this week. And, you know, like, whoa. Okay, well, at least it was Tuesday. You know, you know sometimes you may not know. Uh, so you got to be training like you are the starter. And so you don't want to say, hey, we're going to redshirt you this year. We're only going to do that because there's no way anybody's mature enough Okay, to then be able to say, well, I'm still going to go just like I'm going to be the starter because it could change at any, any time right now. The good thing at quarterback is is that uh, Ryan Stubblefield and Alex Flynn both are starting to show that they probably could go in there and still give us a chance to win the game. So the depth there has really, really grown. It may never show because you may never get you – know, I hope you don't get to four quarterbacks. You usually would say that. But – Teams have had to do that before, you know what I'm saying? So that has changed. We couldn't have answered that question, though, before preseason camp. I mean, you're thinking, like, well, there'd be no way. But as camp's going on and Flynn's played so much better, you're like, well, you know, you wouldn't have to waste a game. Or if, like at Houston last year, Holton got dang pretty good. And, of course, when a guy like Holton goes down, the whole sideline panics. Oh, he's out. He's out. I was like, he's out for now or he's out for good? There's no way. He he took one right to the head. There's no way. So, Mason, you're in. Well, 32 seconds later, who shots in the game? Here comes Holton again. You know what I'm saying? I was like, well, if y'all would have told me he was coming back one game, I wouldn't have maybe thrown Mason in there, you know, for one play. So, we'll be we'll be more prepared this year, I think, for that kind of thing. And I'll feel better about, hey, we could we could do this, you know, so. All right. Wow. Not kind of a non answer, but kind of an answer. It yeah, sounds like, like to me he's saying that Mason that if they need somebody to go in for a spell, they might not use Mason Garcia. They might put in Alex field. Flynn. Yeah. Flynn. And save uh, a game, save a year for Mason Garcia. 
I, not a bad strategy, quite honestly. I, there's so much dynamics to this clip. You really don't know until you're in that situation. So I, I give them a pass. But you got to be prepared for that situation. I, absolutely. I think there's a lot of, if this happens, then go. Yeah. let's try this contingency. There's so many different variables and what's going on in a game. And is it a game-winning situation? Who do you if if you needed a backup? Who do you trust the most right now? You know, there's a lot behind the scenes that we don't have the answers to that they'll have to decide kind of spur of the moment if that stuff comes up. So it is kind of tough to say, oh, this is this is a given because you'd love ideally you'd love to get a, an extra year with Garcia. Let's just assume if he's the guy, if they're gonna if he's the next come January, he's the leader of this team and he's going to be the quarterback. Wouldn't it be great to have give him an extra year? No, well, yes, but. Here's a question for you and Pirate fans. Would you rather have Mason Garcia having an extra year, what, three whatever years from now, or would you rather him be ready to go and have a lot of game experience when he takes on Michigan next year to kick off the season? Well, well. well that, because I, that's, I like that's the, the latter. I like the you, latter you, more than you, the former. You want him having reps going in. I want him playing in, in moments that count this year. Yeah. I see it both ways. I'm kind of on the fence with this whole thing. And with the four games, as as Donnie said, you might be able to have your cake and eat it too clip. Correct. Where he could get four games of real game, a lot of reps, hopefully experience, but also retain that year. Correct. That's the beauty of the four game red shirt deal. All right. So, hey, let's thread the needle. Let's get as many snaps as we can in four games, and then let's save the rest. Shockingly, Troy's on the fence. Uh, Chandler, would you like to answer my question? Um, Red shirt or play this year? I would like to have that extra year. I think he's already got enough experience. He's got a start under his belt his first year here. He got a start under his belt... And then he's been sprinkled in here and there. Like two years ago, well, the, uh, really, he's also like been sprinkled in. 90 yards. He's, also, time, he's been learning this, this. I don't want sprinkles. I, here's the thing. I just want to see him in garbage time. Like I want us to be up so big on some people that then he can go in and just uh, clean up duty. You know, I don't want I it don't. because I want Holton to have that gear that we need to have. And I don't want him to be injured. I don't want any backup playing too much because that means something bad has happened Holton. And no, I don't it doesn't. To... It means you are putting in Mason Garcia in packages like you did last year. You could do it that way. Yeah, I, so I'm not it, saying you're it, benching Holton. Eat, so if we eat his red shirt this year, how many years does he have going into next year? So he does he have three, three more? Three left, I think, with a in, COVID year? Including next year? So right I now think, yeah, he, is, he is I a what, sophomore? comes to three more. Technically yeah. a sophomore. He's yes. a sophomore. Yeah. So if you don't redshirt him, he would have two more years. Two more if you years. do, he would have three. three more. Yeah, yeah. But is he going to stick around that long in 2022? Well, I don't know. He is able. To I am. I'm year to year. He's I'm able- year to year. I don't care about three years from now. And clip. The older I get, the more year to year I get. To be honest, I used to worry. Uh, hey, what's going to happen four years from now? I'm kind of like, let's live in the moment. Especially, and now, are you talking big picture or football or both? Both. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about life, but I'm sp- talking about football. I'm talking about everything. Like right now, let's enjoy the moment. Let's enjoy this season. I agree. Can't get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's just take care of the business at hand. And that business is the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party Thursday. It's Freeboot Friday. And then it's NC State Saturday. And don't get me wrong. The coach, and that's what I'm focused on. The coaches have to prepare for the future. That is their right. job. Right. But in today's college athletics, I would say especially college basketball, but really all sports, it's year to year. Transfer yeah. portal, guys leaving. We don't know what it's going to look like, who's going to be here. 
Which and, is, and honestly, it's not even year to year. It could be month to month in some of these situations. Well, by now, I was I was thinking that Mason Garcia would be gone from the program. I'm I'm still shocked. Well, I, I, and here. I'm glad Mr. Negative over here isn't uh, you know I mean, in I, control of that. That that's just I mean, wishing. I, that I don't to think happen. that's a terrible take. I mean, he's I know he's had to sit for a long time. Nobody, but wants he to could sit. be rewarded also with his patience. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. We were in this well. We were in the same situation Holton's freshman year because we were we were throwing him out there behind Reed Herring. Maybe I can't remember the other guy that was out there, but you know you get four games, and I remember when we threw him out there for that fourth game, we were like, "All right, there's his red shirt." Were we in that same situation about like we need to be careful with how many games we play him? Yeah, you get, you get your four games, and then we were just trying to win some games though, and he gave us the best shot to win right. yeah. that year. Kingsley Effetti was there that year, right? Wow, it's a throw yeah. Back. Who started the last game against NC State? That would have been Reed that. Herring. That was the one where. Um, David, uh, whatchamacallit, took over his interim. Blackwell. David Blackwell, that Mo had been fired. That was really, you want to talk about a throwaway game. That game shouldn't even count. What I mean, year was that? 18? That, that was, was uh, 18. Yeah. Reed Herring started that game. That was a terrible game, terrible situation. Program at rock bottom at that point. Yeah, Reed What Herring. a bounce back we've had since. Rough uh, outing, eight for 22, 69 yards. Kingsley. Jesus. Caden Norman threw a pass in that game. Maybe I, th- that's I, I thought he got a, some action in that game. Uh, he was one for two, and then Kingsley Effetti, 0 for one interception. It was brutal. And in that game, we uh, did not play Tyler Sneed, and he was able to redshirt. Yep. Because of that. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to Mike Houston. The big dog, Glenn Griffin, asked, is the third running back spot solidified? This is cut four. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Marlon Gunn really uh, he had a solid uh, week last week, had a solid day on Saturday. Uh, he's continued uh, this week, and, uh, you know, and he's one of those freshmen. Uh, and it's it's not easy, but, uh, you know, he, had, he got out of class at 2 today. We are meeting at 2.30. He was on the other side of campus. He came in dripping in sweat because he ran across campus. So, you know, he's dealing with all that stuff in addition to putting on pads and going out there and having people run into him all for, you know, for two hours. But uh, I think he's kind of – got the lead right now uh you know i, th- I think that uh you know the other guys you know it's their job to push him and challenge him but uh you know that's kind of where we stand today all right mike houston there since coming in he's built the o-line they've built up the d-line but man they have found some very talented running backs <laughs> and you go into this year so two years ago we didn't know much about harrison mitchell they play his true freshman rajay especially played a lot now there's another true freshman who could be seeing the uh, some action week one against NC State or at some point this season? Marlon Gunn yeah. earning that third spot. It sounds like. Yeah, what well, Mike Houston preaches it all the time. It doesn't matter who you are. The best person at practice that week is going to get the play. And it seems like Marlon Gunn's been that guy the whole fall camp. I can't wait to see him. And I mean, I, and don't just count out other guys like Kamara Edmonds. This, I was going to say, and like, don't count out a guy like Pop McKay that we saw some last year. I'm not Chandler. Don't count him out. I'm not. Don't you dare. Glad Troy's in between us right now. I know. Don't make me separate you Thanks two. Thanks getting heated. Because you're already separated. <laughs> but uh, all right. You agree? Yeah. In fact, uh, what if we went into the year and only had Camaro Evans and Pop McKay? Like, I still like we feel probably feel pretty good, right? Oh, absolutely. About our situation. Who are you talking about? The um, the one that's played best at practice so far? Marlon Gunn. Yeah, Mar- what it, I hear I, he's been a real pistol. Do it, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh man, Shirley's gun got jammed, but I, I think on purpose. Again, Shirley. It was a backfire. I think on purpose. Yeah. I think she was. Uh, she uh, I really I'm need sorry. to find that sound effect of just nothing but crickets. <laughs> was that I gotta mi- do that. Was that a misfire on the gun joke? Uh, uh, stop disrespecting me, bro. <laughs> That's good, guys. <laughs> All right, uh, that is part of our flight by Yingling practice report. We'll have more for you later on in today's show and uh, probably later on in this hour. Let's take a break. We'll come back. <sighs> Troy, Jerry Jones did it again. Don't say it. Don't even guess. I'm just setting up the next segment telling you that Jerry Jones. Is this some great audio we're going to hear? We have Jerry Jones audio. Okay, is it better than the Glory Hole audio? CJ's shaking his head. Similar. All right, better. So this is one of those things. If you're listening right now, because this happens to me sometimes. I'm in my car. I'm getting ready to get out, go to a meeting, do whatever. And I'm like, oh, God, now I got I to gotta wait in here. I don't want to miss this. Is this not what you don't want to miss one of these, right? All right. So if you're whatever you're doing right now, stick with us through the break because you're not going to want to miss it. Clip Rock is what I'm hearing you say. Jerry Jones did I, it again. I love Jerry Jones audio. We and got- I, I've missed it. I haven't heard the story yet. So I'm going to be hearing it raw for the first time. All right, and it's on the way after this timeout. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you here. Pirate Radio Studios, Clip Rock, Troy D., Chandler Honeycutt. Later on in today's program... Corey Smith from Pack Pride. We'll get the NC State perspective on ECU and NC State coming up next Saturday, September 3rd, high noon, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. He is also, the igloo of NC State. That is correct. BMOC Jeff Nadeau joins us to talk week zero next hour. Also, uh, Warren Saba going to join us on the program, former ECU safety. And Mike Mullis, buh, will join us to talk some sports, buh. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, what you got, Troy? Charles Howard. Charles Howard. What is that? Is name the answer? What is the question? <laughs> well, I've already seen this. Do you know what we're talking about? That is the long snapper of the Peach Bowl. It is legend. Legend. Great. I will go ahead and say it. Probably, I want to shake his hand. Probably our uh, greatest long snapper, maybe in the history of the program. You think so? Never right? messed up a long snap in the '91 season. I'm sorry, but it, that goes to Charlie Coggins. That's your personal bias, right there. But not your personal bias. You don't Did even Charlie know the guy? Coggins take us to a number nine national ranking? He took us to the Beefo Brady's Bowl. And did they win that game? You know what? I'm sorry. It's Wilson Rayner. Yeah. Who now is an umpire, right? Yes. It's what? Wilson Rayner. Did he win championships here? Back to back. Back to back. All right. There you go. The great debate. Best long snapper in ECU football to history. To be continued. This is not going to be oh, answered today. This isn't over. 
Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be like a yeah. long trial. It's gonna be like the OJ Simpson trial. It's gonna yeah. last for days and days. Yeah. Might have multiple verdicts. <laughs> Troy, J- let's keep playing games here. How old is Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones, I'm going to say Clip Rock, is probably about 75 years old. That's exactly the age I was going to say. He is 79. 79! Jesus! Doesn't look a day over 75 to me. And in a couple months, he will be 80. 80. Wow. I want me some but glory, hope. Let me tell you something. Going strong, also going strong yeah. in their 80s, Lee D, 82. Wow. Wow. That's a number. That's a wow. Yeah. Still driving himself around, still living his best life. <laughs> still has his companion. Well, Troy, when you get 82, <laughs> you don't really care what people think about you. He's the busiest like retired guy. Like I talked to him the other day. So we've got we've got dinner scheduled down at this ought to be a hoot, down at the beach. So one of his lady friends is hooked up with the Dunes Club down at atlantic beach which is like a you know nice place down there so i'm meeting him friday night for dinner but i was calling to find out can i wear shorts do i need long pants you know it's one of those places i don't know if i can get away with shorts or not you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. some places you got to wear pants too uh i'm gonna have to call you back. i'm really busy right now can i call you back I'm like the hell are you doing that you're 50 uh, of the time i call him he's really busy now he's 82 years old retired <laughs> what the hell is he so busy about maybe he's got a lot going on or troy maybe maybe just maybe he doesn't want to talk to you <laughs> have you ever considered that one? Oh my god there's troy calling me again he's got like fake noises going on in the background. hold on guys put your checkers down troy, troy's I calling I'm me i'm in again. a tunnel <laughs> <laughs> I've never met an 82-year-old more busy than him. He's on the go. Hey, like, good damn. for him. Stay, I know, I love stay it. Busy. I'm very happy for him. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm kind of jealous of his lifestyle right now. Um, <laughs> he's doing the things I'd like to be doing. <laughs> oh, man. When are uh, you moving in with him, by the way? In his, I, uh, You've heard me. I've told him. I, would, they, there's, I, I think you have to be uh, mid to late 50s to be able to like live in there i forget what the age is you had fake ids 30 years ago why not get another (laughs) one say you're older i told him the place is so nice if he didn't like it i will i would live there and uh that offer still stands it is incredible this gated community he's in it's like between a resort and a country club you know combined it's unbelievably nice what's uh (laughs) what's What's Ellery cooking up over there? That's uh, Troy back in his U-Haul back to uh, his dad's house. <laughs> I was going to say, have you thought about doing the old switcheroo, getting him out of there and you just taking his place, Troy? Call me Lee now. Considered it. There's a new Lee in town. They have like like name tag things that they wear like when they're eating, you know, so everyone knows who everyone yeah. is. I said, I could just slide that right on. They Put wouldn't. it on? It's a short hop from Troy D to Lee D. <laughs> All right. Uh, can we get back to Jerry Jones? Yes, yes. Speaking of old guys, that, we were talking speaking about of him. old guys that I'm impressed with. Uh, we have played this cut numerous times because it's always funny. It's a classic Jerry Jones line. Shirley, play uh, Jerry Jones, the old cut we have. I want me some glory hole. I That's want right. me some glory hole. And I couldn't believe it, Troy, when I saw a clip floating around today. And I had to ask, CJ's pretty in tune with what's happening, pop yeah. culture. For, yeah. I don't watch First Take. I don't know what's no, happening can't in stand that world. No, those guys. So I was like, CJ, is this from today? Like, did this? And you said? 
it, it is from today. I would like to clarify, don't watch First Take. I just saw it on Twitter. You're aware of what's happening, though. Yes. Social media. I just don't yeah, want people know. to think I watch First Take. <laughs> hey, I respect the I respect that, because yeah. uh, now I, I was worried about you, and now I'm not. All right, good. So, CJ not watching First Take. Correct. That has been confirmed. Troy, he was on First Take today. Michael Irvin was there. They're doing it from Frisco, Texas. Okay, so Cowboys Jerry Jones camp. was a guest on First Take. He was there oh, live. He, he was a guest. Stephen yeah. A. Smith, Irvin, Jerry Jones. Okay. Shirley, roll it. Right. I can't tell you how many times in my life when I have had it handed to me in a lot of different ways, but I went back to work, got up on Monday morning, and there it was. Glory hole. Right there in the middle of it. Resiliency. Okay, what? Glory hole. Right there. He did it again. That's unbelievable. I, I mean, oh, I've and never, by I've the never way, never heard anyone talk about Glory Hole more than. No, Jerry he's Jones. the only guy that does. And did I respect he, the honesty. There it was. Glory did he hole. mention this? Did he say this while him and Stephen A. were up in the air in a helicopter? No, that's just a picture, Chandler. I think Wait, Stephen A. came in on a helicopter. No, they both no, came they in on a helicopter. No, they were in a helicopter but was this and the were interview? live but remote. They, they were sitting at a desk when this was said. Yeah, I think okay, just, I didn't know which part was what. But did you see that they were in the helicopter? Yes. Walking? Yeah, they were in a helicopter. They've been in a helicopter. You ever been in a helicopter? No, I have not. Okay, all right. Won't catch me in one. Troy, uh, I want to ask you before I do this. Can I, I, can I type glory hole into google and just see what comes yeah, up so oh, go ahead. because and, and nothing will get your monday started like oh, i guess God. glory hole according to what? jerry Jones. i want to know what he's talking about <laughs> and right there it was glory right. hole. now hey. your safe search is off we should say <laughs> maybe your safe search needs to be on uh, we need the urban dictionary for this no i want the that actual might be worse. i want to know what he's talking about okay all right uh so a glory hole is an untidy storage place especially a room or cupboard that can't be it it is also a small furnace used to keep glass malleable so that it can be worked it doesn't sound i don't right. think he's talking about so what those. the hell what is when he talks about glory hole which he does quite a bit what is the like could he dumb it down for us and explain what he means by that? Because I don't think a lot of us understand. And it I is, don't think he understands. It is a slang <laughs> term for something else in a different world. Yeah. You know? But he's got to be. I don't think he's referring to that. I, I don't either, which is why I want to know what is now, he, he talking what about. What if he was referring to that? Then my mind would be <laughs> Now, gone. the clip that we put No, it's exactly what you think It goes into the office, and what does he see? Now, the clip that we have, the long version of the clip, it makes it seem like it's the glory days of cowboy football. Okay, that is a phrase I've heard. He, he did at, say, I want me some glory hole yeah. in the past, if you listen to the extended cut. And maybe he's referring to the glory. Maybe that's his way of saying glory days. But see, he said it different in this sentence. So yeah. Can we it, hear it one more time, Shirley? I really need to break this down. Uh, the second one? Yeah, the second one. Okay. Yeah. Right. I can't tell you how many times in my life when I have had it handed to me in a lot of different ways... But I went back to work, got up on Monday morning, and there it was. Glory hole. Right there in the middle of it. What are you talking about, sir? Right there in the middle of it. And why does Molly come in afterwards and say resiliency? What is she talking about? Resiliency. Well, for a man that age to... That's resilience. Yeah. Troy, would you like to... Could it, could it possibly mean something akin to like a honey hole where you're talking about you're finding... A Hold pile on, Shirley. Of this money. is a family Woo! show now. Shirley, can we get a clean cut of you saying, I want me some honey hole? <laughs> <laughs> I want me some honey hole. <laughs> That's what Shirley keeps doing out of town. <laughs> <laughs> How's that Canadian honey? Hole? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Pirate Radio Live After Dark. <laughs> Tastes a lot like maple syrup. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh. Don't you know maple syrup? They, From Canada. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. They you go to Canada maple, once. Yeah. Yes. Canada. They make yeah. a lot of maple syrup. They put maple syrup on a lot of their oh, food. Boy. Thank you, Jerry Jones, for doing this again. That is amazing, aye, aye, aye. But They brought I, back I the mean, glory hole. Well, I mean. <laughs> Every Monday morning. In the state of Texas, that you've got the oil industry. That is what I oh, thought. Oh, you know what? It is a turn. It's an oil industry. That's what term. I was, So when it comes out of the ground, okay. Rick, right? Can you Google Holy one more cow, time for it me? It took clip? me pointing Let's that out. Glory Hole Oil Industry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because he's a big oil guy. Glory Hole Oil. A glory hole in the context of the offshore petroleum industry is excavation into the seafloor. Okay, so yeah, it has something to do. So with there is a there is a term in the oil business of a glory hole. Yeah. Probably when you hit oil. That's yeah, what when you strike it. oil and it kind of comes yeah. out, guys. But why are is like, he talking about that when he comes in the, after having his ass handed to him that week? He comes back in Monday. Right I've there, had it handed right to me several times point. in different, different I, many I ways. Think, I think what he meant was he's been, you know, he's failed at something so many times, but he just went back and kept working at it, and at some point he became successful. You know, Robbie um, Anderson has a translator on Twitter. We need a Jerry Jones translator. And once again, uh, be careful when you search Glory Hole. Yeah. Because the second, third, fourth link is... Uh, yeah, down to 10,000 links. Don't want to get those uh, viruses here. So, all right. There it is, Troy. Hopefully yeah. it delivered to your expectations. That's a, uh, I did not see that one coming. He did it again. <laughs> he can't stop. Sorry. He's addicted. Oh, no. 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 Dude. We're not even trying to write these jokes. They I, just I, happen. I went right by that one. Yeah. Not even on purpose, and now Wait. on purpose. I'm this, uh, no. Don't say anything. All right. Else. I was going to say this. No, one. don't say it. Go ahead, <laughs> say, go ahead and say it, I guess. Say it. Say it. So I'm not talking the rest of the segment. So After hard. he says this, go to break. This is a hard segment to get through. Why would okay. they do that? Get us out of here, Shirley. Dude. Please. Thank you, Jerry Jones. I need to leave. Oh, what we got coming up next? Glory hole. We got more glory. We got, uh, hey, we got our uh, fantasy guru in the house if you need him. We could have... You want him uh, to evaluate your picks? We could have a, your son uh, grade the trade. Chandler made a trade yesterday yeah. in fantasy. So, we have, you know, Lee, Dry- Lee Dreyfus has been on the show many times. How about the youngest Dreyfus? Bryce Dreyfus. Also the done. mini Lee D. Been on the show many times. Yeah. You want to bring him in? Drill him with questions. He's getting ready to start school. Freshman year, Clip Rock. Remember when wow. you were a freshman? Maybe you can give this young man some advice, all of us, on what to expect and how to be successful in high school. <laughs> all right. What That's, a great team we have. Yeah, of, what a really, great what I mean, a great what a panel. brain trust between all of us and CJ and Shirley. Can we help a young man out today? And his awkward teenage if years. If you make a difference in one person's life, you know what I say. You've made a difference in one person's life. Well, you do have a former National Beta Club member right here. so And long snapper. I think we need to do this, guys. Wait, he's here, right? Was he? Did he hear that segment we just did? Oh, no, he's not paying attention. He's okay, on good. YouTube. Just yeah, making sure. Right. Yeah, he could probably tell you what it means. <laughs> Take a time out. Come back. More to go after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. And they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Thursday, wrapping up our number one. We got more uh, Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Carroll. We'll, we'll hear throughout today's show and tomorrow. If you can't wait, uh that's fine go check it out on youtube right now it's available for you to watch in its entirety it's on our social media platform so that'll be every uh wednesday around six o'clock is when we get a chance to hear from mike houston donnie kirkpatrick blake harrell they're in their mock game week practice this week but moving forward that's going to be the schedule also first mike houston weekly press conference troy d next tuesday 11 30 we'll be covering that as well indeed look forward to that and um next week game week it is officially on next week so this you know do whatever you got to do this weekend clip but decompress a little bit this weekend maybe get away from football this weekend because this is the last weekend we'll have to do it for a while and just kind of you know check out for a little bit and then uh get ready to hit the road and uh ready to roll on monday all right when we as we say as we hit the back door and we come into work monday full throttle baby but this weekend take some time off decompress relax let's welcome in our guests and sleep in bryce dreyfus and ask him what will you be doing this weekend nothing probably (laughs) decompressing (laughs) yes last saturday without football and troy with four straight home games you got a full month of football to attend on saturdays in greenville north carolina after this weekend it's a lot we've never unprecedented clip we've done that we've looked into it we've never seen four home games like this back to back to back to back in the history of pirate football so we're in uncharted waters as a pirate nation but i know if we stick together and if we stay focused and we keep our eyes on the prize we can do this does your dad does he reel off cliches like this at home like he is a cliche book today i mean this is impressive stuff but is this ellerby sitting here or Troy D? <laughs> You are motivating me right now. But pirates are built for this, especially pirates that attended the regional and super regional during baseball. Mm. Yeah, I did, I believe, seven tailgates in 10 days. We counted it at one point. So uh, four tailgates in a month clip, child's work, light work. Child's play. Yeah. Now, the first weekend's a doozy. I'm going to tell you that now. Pirate radio kickoff party. Of course, we'll be busy leading up to it all week. You know, busy week around here, as we all know. Thursday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. After party at Dan's. And then Friday night, we've got Uncle Cracker coming in with our friends with uh, Uptown Greenville. You know Put, him, Bryce? No. Putting in, uh, might be, could be 5,000 people or more down here, downtown Greenville for Free Boot Friday. And then, of course, close to hopefully maybe 50,000 at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium Saturday. And then uh, we'll try and catch our breath Sunday and start all over again on Monday. All right, well, uh, we got about one minute left. Your dad has talked the entire time, but yep. thank you for hanging out with us and being on the show today. Yeah. Did a great job. <laughs> now, you're you. uh, getting ready to enter high school, yes. young man. For mm-hmm. a lot of longtime listeners will have remembered you. I believe you came on like at three years old. It was the first time you could speak, two or three. I don't remember that. Yeah, I know you don't, <laughs> but you've been on a long time. Do you excited. remember the last time you were on the show, like a few months ago? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, just wondering. You excited about high school? 
kind of what advice would you want from any of these guys these are high school experts here i have i don't know do you have a friend that has an older brother in high school do you know any older upperclassmen <clears throat> i know upperclassmen i don't have any friends that have any upperclassmen that are going to high school with me okay uh it's important to know a few upperclassmen in case you get in a pinch yeah yeah so if you don't you'll just get stuffed in a locker so good luck yeah <laughs> you'll make he's it got, he's got his new haircut ready to go looking yeah. high and tight here alright I was yep. just saying he's, he's school ready man I don't nice. I don't compliment a lot of young boys on their no, haircut yeah. my son you can compliment it's okay nice hair bro <laughs> thank you you excited uh, to ready come to with a free school? bowl of soup <laughs> <laughs> hey it looks good on you though. hey it looks good on you though <laughs> hey take off the hat son we're inside <laughs> no offense alright we grade the trade fantasy football all right. Yesterday, Chandler Honeycutt made a trade, and you know what? How about I'll put it like this: I'm gonna, I'm not gonna tell him what side you're on. I'm gonna say, who would you rather have? Okay. Would you rather have Team A, which is Dalvin Cook, top what five, six yeah. player, or would you rather have Team B, Alvin Kamara, Darren Waller, and Devin Singletary? Alvin Kamara's not suspended right now, right? He is. No. As of right now, he is playing. All right. But there is, but yeah, he's playing. I'm going to take Team B. You got more players, more players get points. They're all pretty good fantasy wise. I would take that too. In fact, I did do that. I <laughs> traded for those guys and gave up Dalvin Cook. Well, that is quite the endorsement right there. Yeah. So you take approval. Fair trade. Yeah. And now this is with hopes that Alvin Kamara's suspension will either yeah. not be or be next year. Well, I think the guy, I don't know if the guy would have traded that him if Alvin Kamara was just it didn't beat up a guy in Las Vegas you know what I mean right like, exactly but you're hoping he's able to play this gets thrown I had, away but I had a terrible situation at running back I had two average tight ends in Zach Ertz and Dawson Knox so that gets me a good a top five tight end in Darren Waller Devin Singletary who I think could have it upside this year. There is a really good rookie that I was told about last night by Clip Brock. I actually looked him up last night, and I looked at different fantasy podcasts, and a lot of people are talking about James Cook. Um, and then Alvin Kamara obviously is really good whenever he's either healthy or not in trouble. So we'll, well see. Bryce approves of the trade. Bryce, you uh, you've got your own fantasy team. Yes, to manage. You're big into Trade's that. not good in that league. What do you don't, mean? People don't know how to trade in that league. Oh, I know. I, it's always tough. It's always dumb trades. The yes. um, and, uh, so you like fantasy football. Chandler likes fantasy football. He talks on the radio. You talk on the radio. Th- this could be you one day, Bryce. And by one day, I mean next year. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to have a meeting with Chandler after the show? Yeah. Uh, all right. We're up against it. Bryce, uh, thanks for hanging out, man. Yeah. Good uh, to see you, buddy. Troy. Yep. Good luck. Good luck to uh, the Rampants tonight. JV squad. JV squad. They tough won, matchup. They won 50 to nothing in their opening game last week, Clip. This is going to be a tough one against Cleveland coming in from Clayton. Mm-hmm. They're uh, a good ball club. They're a good bunch. Good group of guys. Really good bunch. Have right, to a really good bunch. To win, and uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Have fun out there. See you guys. See you uh, Monday. Yes. Troy D, BD, hanging out with us today. We'll take a timeout, come back, talk to Corey Smith from Pack Pride. We will get the NC State perspective on the ECU and the Wolfpack going at it next Saturday. That's up when we return after this.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years and you can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Pirate Radio Live on a... Back with you, Pirate Radio Live is what I said. On a Thursday, Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, and Chandler Honeycutt here in the Pirate Radio studios. And uh, let's... Head out to the Pit Electric Live Line. By the way, you can join the Pit Electric team. They are hiring. You can go to pitelectric.com. They have been your trusted electrical partner since 1981, Eastern North Carolina's premier electrical contractor for the past 40-plus years. We talked today to Corey Smith from Pack Pride. He joins us once again here on Pirate Radio Live. Corey, appreciate your time. How are you doing today? Yes, sir. Doing well. Hope you are, Cliff. Fired up for some football, man. I know you are as well, and I know Pac fans are as well with the lofty expectations going into 2022. So before we get there, let's uh, let's tie a bow on fall camp. Corey, uh, any any storylines, anything that stood out to you from uh, this uh, fall camp with Dave Dorn this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of business as, as usual, uh, you know, in, in most uh, sections of fall camp. You know, obviously getting guys like Devin Leary and 10 of your 11 starters back on defense and getting, uh, you know, a lot of guys along the offensive line, wide receivers all back. You know, basically the big storyline that came out of it was, you know, Dave just constantly talking about the fact that, you know, all these guys have have been here and done this before. So they were, you know, limiting reps. They were, uh, you know, when it came to scrimmages, a lot of young guys getting a ton more reps. So, you know, they had the, the ones out there for a couple of series and then use it kind of like a preseason game as opposed to, you know, really trying to have a bunch of camp battles. So uh, there were some young guys that emerged. That Julian Gray was one name that we've heard a ton of, a uh, guy from, you know, that, that's only, a, I believe, a redshirt freshman. He redshirted last year and, uh, you know, has a chance to really emerge this season at the wide receiver position. Uh, and, you know, a couple other guys. Uh, you know, defensively, we've heard a ton about Davin Van, which is somebody that uh, we'll be watching for once it gets around that time. Uh, another guy that's a sophomore that played a little bit last year, but, uh, you know, a big dude defensive lineman that's going to uh, be a little bit more of a pass rusher for NC State, even though it is a 3-3-5 team. Talking to Corey Smith, Pack Pride, 24-7 Sports, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. And a lot of names you mentioned there. The one that stands out, of course, is the quarterback, Devin Leary. Everybody wants to know about the quarterback, talk about the quarterback. And, in fact, Blake Harrell was asked about uh, Devin Leary yesterday following ECU football practice. Shirley, let's hear uh, cut five. This is Coach Harrell, uh, the defensive coordinator of the Pirates, giving his thoughts on the, the QB matchup and uh, his thoughts on Devin Leary. Yeah, they, you know, um... Devin Leary is he's pretty special talent, and you're hearing about him. I think the whole nation knows about him. Was the Heisman watch, you know, whatever top quarterbacks, first round projected draft pick, whatever it may be, and he spins it really well, throws it really well. You know, um, obviously I'm a huge fan of Holton because I see him every day. Um, but we got to work cut out as far as defending Devin Leary, and he can he can hurt you through the air and spin it. You know, 
we, we try to compare him to Ritter and, and those things. I think they're just two different quarterbacks. I mean, he's more of an in-the-pocket, spin the ball down the field, can sling it and do some things there. So he, he's special, and I think he's – he deserves the credit and the attention he's getting for sure because he put up some really good numbers last year against some really good defenses and, and made big plays at, at times and, you know, and really brought him back to beat North Carolina in the last couple minutes of the game and, and threw some nice balls there. All right, that is Blake Harrell, East Carolina defensive coordinator, using all the quarterback buzzwords, spin it, sling it. Uh, Corey, what uh, what separates Leary from, uh, from just an average quarterback? What does he do uh, to, to have everybody talking about him heading into this season? Yeah, I'll, I'll use another buzzword for you, uh, the, the arm talent. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, the way that he makes throws, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's interesting because when he first came to NC State, there was, there was kind of an, a knock on him. Uh, you know, 24-7 Sports, which is the publication I work for, didn't have a, you know, didn't have as, as high of a rating for him as some others. And one of the big reasons why was just such a long delivery that he had. You know, he was able to make all the throws, but... You know, didn't really have a ton of touch on the football. Uh, you know, I mean, threw everything, even you know, to you know, uh, <laughs> like short routes and things like that to the outside. You know, he was still throwing darts, um, and that's the that's one of the things that he's you know really been able to kind of hone in on. Uh, you know, the arm talent is clearly there, can make deep throws, has the accuracy. Uh, you know, and makes smart decisions too. I mean, you know, we've mentioned this a ton. I don't know how much it's been said out in the public, but. You know, 35 touchdowns to just five interceptions last year. That's the first time any ACC quarterback has ever had those kinds of numbers. Huh. No quarterback in the ACC has ever thrown for 35-plus touchdowns and five or less interceptions. So uh, it's just a, it was a remarkable year for him last year. Broke Phillip Rivers' record. Uh, and, again, like I said, it's because of the things that he's worked on since he's gotten to NC State. He had the talent, uh, but he is, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, we saw it with Icky Aquano over the last several years. We saw it with Bradley Chubb. It was they got the talent level and they got to the point where they knew they could make the NFL uh, and they came back for one more year because they knew there was still so many things to work on and, and they could see themselves, you know, really improving their stock by, by putting a ton of focus in. Corey Smith joining us. And in that clip, uh, Coach Harold brought up Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. It, it might have been asked in the question, which is why he brought his name up and he said they're different players. And looking up Desmond Ritter's stats, he rushed for over 2,100 yards, almost uh, 2,200 yards in his college career. And Blake Harold described him as more of a, a thrower in the pocket. Uh, can he run? Does NC State ask him to run? How about Leary uh, when things break down, Corey? No. <laughs> But simply, I mean, he has some he has some versatility, and he can he can run. He's done it at times. We saw it last year against uh, Miami. He ran for a touchdown when a play broke down, and we've seen it, you know, at times. But there's there's not built-in design runs for him. This isn't a you know where you're going to have some kind of mesh, and he's going to look to see if he can run it. Um, you know, they they do have run pass options in there, but uh, for the most part, it's it, he's he's handing the ball off and, and letting it go from there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing about him is he is, you know, more of a throwback quarterback. He's, you know, a guy that's, that's going to beat you with his arm, uh, but he's also going to beat your impressor situations too. Cause that's, as you mentioned, that's what he did against UNC last year. Uh, that's what he's done against, you know, in double overtime against Clemson last year. So, you know, he, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't wilt under pressure basically. 
Corey, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I've talked to Igo and others. You know what? What is the best unit NC State has on that side? And you kind of start at linebackers, and then you say, well, they, they got a good D line too, and and yeah, they got a good secondary too, and you kind of just circle back to the entire defense. So, uh, who are the standouts, and is there a standout unit on that defensive side of the ball uh, for this Wolfpack team? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the clear standout unit, you know, when it comes to star power is, is always going to be the linebackers. Uh, you know, they've had them for the last three years. All of those guys have, have had their own respective, you know, big games, big seasons, uh, you know, with the exception really of Isaiah Moore because he hasn't been able to put together a complete season. You know, midway through last year, he was put in as, you know, potential All-ACC or, or, you know, defensive player of the year last year. Uh, and it, you know, didn't end up materializing because he, he had the injury, was out for the rest of the season. But, uh, I mean, you know, the clear unit there is going to be linebackers, Drake Thomas, uh, Peyton Wilson, Isaiah Moore, all three of those are all ACC uh, capable guys. Uh, and then, you know, the, the secondary is, to me, uh, when you talk about complementary football, you know, the defensive line sets up for the linebackers when it comes to pass rush. Uh, but they also help to set up for the secondary too, because this is a secondary that you know most people have ranked as. You know, honestly, uh, they have them ranked in the side of the top ten in most. Uh, you know, across the board, I think Athlon had them at like number twelve, and then uh, we've seen several others ranked as the secondary as you know a top ten, which is you know not something that NC State has typically had in a while, and that's why this has been looked at as a complete unit. Uh, you know, for NC State heading into the year. Corey, as far as the linebackers go, how how can linebackers take over a game in 2022? Are, are they rushing the passer a lot? Are they just making the tackles uh, when a running back is able to slip through the D-line? Is it pass coverage? I'm sure the answer is all of the above, but in particular, how do those NC State linebackers uh, take over a game? Yeah, you know, like I said, it was it's the defensive line that sets them up, and that's uh, because the defensive line, you know, they, they run the 3-3-5 scheme, so you've got a bunch of dudes. Instead of having you know some some you know 250 pound or 265 pound guys, you know rushing the passer on a consistent basis on the outside, you've got three guys that are you know two set you know 280 to 300 pounds uh, that are trying to clog up lanes and then allowing for you know pressure off the edge and allowing for you know for them to be able to create holes for the linebackers to be able to rush the passer. Uh, you know, Drake Thomas was a guy last year that. Uh, I believe had uh, double-digit ta- tackles for loss and uh, nearly double-digit sacks. So uh, he, you know, played a big part of that. And I think, you know, when you look back at it too, uh, two years ago, Peyton Wilson uh, finished with the most interceptions for NC State. Last year, Drake Thomas finished with the most interceptions for NC State. Uh, so these guys are, are doing it in multiple different ways. And uh, you know, Isaiah Moore is a guy that you know playing that middle linebacker position uh, just. <laughs> You're, he he constantly plays spy against opposite quarterbacks. Uh, he's able to rush the passer. He's done that in the past a ton, and he's just a really reliable guy. That you know, I, I think two years ago was you know, him and Peyton Wilson were top five both in the ACC in terms of tackles at or behind the line of scrimmage, and that's you know typically just a run stuff. So uh, he's he's a guy that can do it all as well. So th- those three uh, can make a big impact, and you've got two other guys behind them that. Uh, had you know five plus starts last year because of their because of injuries to Peyton Wilson uh, and to uh, and uh, Peyton, Peyton Wilson and Isaiah Moore last year. 
Get inside from Corey Smith joining us, Pack Pride 24-7 Sports on the Pit Electric Live Line. Uh, Corey, we have been talking a lot of special teams here the last few days. As we've learned, we, we talked to the players Monday on the Delcor Players Lounge, but ECU going to have some of their best defenders, Xavier Smith, Jeremy Lewis, uh, Miles Berry on the, the kick coverage, and also Keaton Mitchell, East Carolina speedster, who had a great year last year at running back, returning kicks this year. So the Pirates are putting a premium on special teams. NC State, number one kickoff return team in the country last year. So Dave Doran takes his special team seriously. How about this year uh, in Raleigh? You expecting another big year uh, on that side of the ball for NC State? Yeah, it's all going to depend on you know what they end up ultimately going with. You know they they've known for a long time that Thayer Thomas has been the you know the lead guy there, um, and you know everything that we've heard out of camp has been that they're you know in terms of punt return for Thayer Thomas. When it comes to kick return, there's been a bunch of different guys that they're you know that they're putting at those spots. We don't know exactly who it's going to be until you know really until kickoff. It sounds like uh, we'll probably be, get, be able to get to talk to them you know about the depth chart once. That comes out this upcoming Monday, but uh, one of the guys I, I mentioned him earlier, Julian Gray, because uh, to backtrack a little bit here, Zodovan Knight, which was the lead return guy last year, returned two touchdowns uh, last season, and I believe led the nation uh, by him, you know, in terms of individual and the team uh, in kickoff return yards, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, but he's gone; he's with the Jets now. So uh, it's been Julian Gray that we've heard a ton about. Also, another guy in Anthony Smith, who's a both of those guys were track stars in high school. Uh, both ran you know, the 100 meters in like sub 10-7. So they're two guys that can that can really take the top off of a you know special teams unit. Uh, so we'll see exactly what they're capable of. But there's some other guys that that they're talking about. You know Jordan Houston, who's going to be the lead running back, and then uh, some other guys like Cantor Ingle have done it in the past. So uh, we'll see what they do there. And then you know kickoff or, or kick a field goal unit. Uh, that comes back from last year. Uh, Christopher Dunn is the all-time leader for NC State in uh, field goals made and also in, in total points. Uh, and then uh, they brought in from Trenton Gill was uh, actually drafted this past year. It's rare that a punter is drafted, but Trenton Gill was drafted by the Bears this past year, uh, and they brought in a transfer from Towson named Shane McDonough, which is going to be you know a guy that, that everything we've heard so far has been extremely consistent in camp. Uh, and he was a guy that uh, set the all-time record in terms of average punt yards uh, at Towson for his career there. So uh, we'll see what he's capable of when they start things up against ECU next Saturday. Corey, this is Chandler. Uh, we've talked about Devin Leary. I, let's talk about the guys that are going to be protecting Devin Leary this year. You lose your left tackle in Iki Aquanu to my Carolina Panthers. I know your center's a uh, pretty experienced guy. So talk about some of the, the guys that you lost or uh, some of the guys that are coming back up there up front for the Wolfpack. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people have kind of said that NC State is going to have a, a huge regression when it comes to the offensive line because of the loss of Vicky Aquanu, which obviously it's it's impossible to replace a guy like that. I mean, he was the number six overall pick to the Panthers for a reason. Uh, and, you know, he was just extremely consistent for three straight years at NC State. Uh, but they have a guy that they feel really good about in Anthony Belton. Uh, he only played 11 snap, snaps last year, but he came over from, you know, Juco level. Uh, and he's six foot six, three hundred and thirty pounds. Uh, his nickname is Escalade. So uh, he's a guy that they feel really good about at that left tackle position. Uh, you know, he started uh, after earning the spot in the spring and, and having a really good summer and workouts. Uh, he's been the guy that you know started, took the first snap 
uh, at the beginning of fall camp uh, at that left tackle position. Uh, and then, you know, every other, all the other four guys that they have uh, at the other four spots are all back from last year. And they actually uh, bring back a guy in Chandler Zavala. You mentioned Grant Gibson at center position. He's just a consistent force guy that started over 30 games in his career. So uh, they feel really good about him, obviously. Uh, and then at the left guard position, they get a guy in Chandler Zavala back who was lost after four games last year, I believe. He was lost right before the uh, Boston College game. So he might have played five games, I believe. Uh, and he comes back after getting an NCAA waiver uh, to, to come back for a last, his last season. The, the running game, you know, the stats I don't have in front of me, but the running game during his first five games he was there last year was significantly better than the last half of the season. So uh, they feel good about getting him back and uh, feel much better about where the run game is going to be on that side of the football too. Finally, Corey, let's go off the field. Let's go with the the supernatural stuff, the uh, the NC State bleep stuff, the, the stuff you that just always happens. So high expectations, highest number ever, right? Preseason, thirteen for NC State. Fans are excited, but man, fans got to be nervous too in Raleigh about how how's NC State going to NC State this up, and uh, how much talk of that is going on, Corey? Can our can folks still be excited and be super nervous about this twenty twenty two season all at the same time? Is that how it is? Yeah, I mean, I think it also depends on you know your your expectations coming into the season because there have been some you know there's been some talk nationally from. Uh, some people that you know just kind of look at the overall numbers and don't know the you know the history for NC State and say oh well they're they're college football playoff bound like all right let's let's temper it there let's kind of talk after maybe you know five weeks into the season if they're five and zero at that point then then maybe there can be some talk about it uh, but yeah this team there's there's definitely some some lemon booty going on in Raleigh uh, you know with some nervous expectations uh, but when it comes to you know, the, the, this team, it has been a team that is, I don't think that you could ever have a more experienced team because you had a lot of guys that played during that 2020 COVID season uh, and then all came back last season. You had some injuries that kind of led to some guys coming back and you had, you know, guys having a chance to step up last season that, you know, gained some valuable experience. I mean, the rotations on the defensive side of the football, there's not a position that doesn't have a guy that at least started multiple games at every single position, uh, and that's that's a you know a testament to how much you know experience they've gotten over the last several years, but also you know how much they've kind of built with those guys, as opposed to saying, all right, we're going to go take a transfer at every single position and and see what happens. Uh, and then you know on the offensive side of the football, again, the the only concern for a lot of people uh, is you know that running back position of if that doesn't pan out and makes the offense one dimensional. Uh, will they be able to survive that? And you know, the, the answer is, if you look at the last you know, five, six games of last season where NC State regressed a ton in the running game, you know, Devin Leary was able to do it. They're running, you know, they're, they're wide receiving core, the tight ends were able to do it. So, yeah, there's, there's a ton of nervous excitement still. Uh, <laughs> but, and I think that the big concern is you know, injuries, which, you know, knock on wood, they've, they've been able to survive throughout, the, throughout fall camp without any uh, big nicks or bruises. Uh, but that's yeah. There's there's always going to be some uh, some concern about the NC State stuff coming up. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Corey Smith joining us. Great, uh, great insight there, Corey. Did you did say lemon booty, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just confirming. Chandler, um, sorry to put you on the spot here, but as we let Corey go, when you were asking a question, I just kept thinking about uh, Gary Hahn 
throwing it down to uh to Corey smith on the sideline with the 24 7 report could you uh could you do that real quick yeah let's get down let's get down to Corey. let's what's let's get down to Corey smith on the sideline with the 24 7 sports report all right hit it again maybe you got to send it down to tony to really let's get down to tony there it is let's that, get down to tony that, that's what i wanted to hear how what do you think Corey? pretty good gary we're entering there? the case age red zone Yes, I remember hearing it from last year too. With the uh, you guys were doing the pregame before some basketball stuff. Or, oh, that's right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Hey, uh, Corey, thanks for joining us, man. If folks want to check out more about the enemy, NC State, uh, how can they follow your work? Yeah, obviously at packfly.com always, or you can check us out on just about any social media uh, account. We have it, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at packfly. Uh, we're even on TikTok now at Pack Pride 247. So somebody had already taken Pack Pride. But uh, yeah, you can follow us at any of those platforms as well. Awesome stuff, Corey. Uh, appreciate the chat, man. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next week uh, here in Greenville, right? Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. There is Corey Smith, 24 7 Sports, joining us. The Igloo of NC State. On the Pit Electric Live Line. That was some good info there on the Wolfpack. And uh, as Mike P. on Facebook said, geez, can NC State do anything wrong? Why even make an all-ACC first team just copy-paste the NC State roster? Well, everybody's excited about this time of year, hyping up everything. They are human. They are NC State. They are very beatable. They're also a double-digit favorite on East Carolina. Depends on how you want to look at it. I guess we'll make our official picks next week. I have another bold prediction. Ooh, should we save it for the next segment or say it now? And say it loud and say it proud. I won't say it loud and proud now. All right, say it. ECU will have at least five of their players on the first team, all AAC team. Okay. All right. Is that bold? Five on the first team? Yeah, it's pretty pretty bold. Five out of 11? (laughs) Well, you've got two sides of the ball, Channing. you got defense, too. Or five out of 22? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bold prediction. Chandler Honeycutt. I'm going seven. Seven. Pack with more after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Ready to go week one, ACUNC State. But before you get to one, you got to count to zero. Yep. At least in college football, where nothing makes sense. There is week zero. And it is happening. And we're going to break down every single game right now with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, on the Pitt Electric Live Line. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Big man's back to talk college football. Jeff, how you doing today? Great. How are you, Cliff? 
awesome and we made it and i've been looking forward to this conversation for a while jeff uh, we're gonna break down some actual football games going on this weekend and uh of course we're gearing up for east carolina nc state next saturday you already got something in on uh, east carolina plus 10 and a half before we break down week zero jeff anything else uh win total week one games anything else you've got anything on before we dive into this week zero card uh you, you got any early action going yeah, I mean, I got my eyes on some things, but I haven't really put much in. Um, I'm just kind of focused on week zero, you know, kind of getting out of the way with that. Um, I did play a little on uh, Florida. I'm looking at Florida a little bit. I'm starting to really buy into them a little bit just with, I think the number just really suits them in that game. I think they're a really good football team this year. and A lot of people are all over Utah. So they're home dogs, right, to Utah. What, what's that line at, Jeff? Well, I got two and a half. So okay. I think, look, I'm just looking at it as a game that I think they're going to win. I mean, Utah's a top 10 team. They're on the road. And I think people are still kind of questionable as to what Florida is. But I'm really happy and excited about what I'm hearing out of this locker room. The, 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 the mood in Gainesville is one that they're very excited for new coach Billy Napier. You know, I've, um, I think this defense is going to be much better than it's been. I'm actually a big Anthony Richardson fan, and I think – he has the potential to be a really good quarterback. They haven't really had a good quarterback really since Tim Tebow. Um, I think they have the ability to be a really good football team. And this is a huge game down in the swamp uh, to open up the season. It's going to be very difficult. I think Cam Rising will be good, but you know he's got a lot to prove, a lot of pressure off of last year. So I like Florida a little bit in this game, but I'm still looking over. i got plenty to do still. Yeah, that, that is a fascinating matchup. We've talked about it, the Utes traveling uh, across country, high expectations in Utah kind of new era there in florida so fascinating week one matchup there uh but it is week zero and jeff i'm going to run down the games in order of kickoff so and i'm sure i don't even have a number on some of these you, you probably do have numbers on them but even if you don't have interest in the game i'll at least ask you about a team involved uh going on in week zero and it starts at noon uh saturday cbs sports network Austin P at Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, a, a lot of fun to take last year, take overs, Bailey Zappi and that offense. But how about, I guess it's a new uh, new era there with the Hilltoppers, right? What, what's the outlook on uh, Western Kentucky this year? Yeah, it, it, it's even more concerning, Cliff, that over the last week or two, their quarterback, who they had pegged, I think, you know, kind of be the quarterback, uh, uh, Jared Doge, left the program. So um, they have some real question marks. Uh, heading into the season not a game i'm going to be running to bet um just you know th- these are kind of matches there's not a few of them this week uh, austin p isn't one of the better fcs teams so this is going to be one i'd likely just avoid all right big man the game with the biggest name recognition anyway big 10 matchup going on in dublin ireland 12 30 on fox nebraska versus northwestern we have talked a lot about nebraska their struggles scott frost you know hot seat all that uh once again expectations for this nebraska team i think a lot of close losses last year but losses are losses and they piled up for the Cornhuskers. can frost save his job can he get it off to a good start how about this game with nebraska a uh what two touchdown favorite over northwestern looking like 13 and a half or so yeah so clip i'll give you a little in here i'll give your listeners in i've already bet this game uh i bet nebraska i took it at 12 and a half it's up to 13 and a half so i'm getting a good number here. Listen, here's the thing about Nebraska. Okay, they were three and nine last year. We all know that. 
three games they won last year were by 45, 25, and 49. One of their wins came against the same Northwestern team, 56-7. Now, what is really striking about their nine losses last year is every game they lost was by nine or less points. Okay, They didn't get blown out. They could have been a very different football team if certain things went a little different. Okay, You look at this year, coming in, they have a very good quarterback. I like Casey Thompson. I think at this against this type of competition in this particular game, I think he has a very solid day. You look at the fact that last year, this Northwestern team destroyed, got destroyed on the ground by Nebraska. Nebraska ran for 427 yards. Mm. Dequez Yant, Ramir Johnson, both back this year for Nebraska. I really like this offense. I think this team is going to really move the football behind a more balanced offense. I think defensively they're really good. I think this is a group that we forget only gave up about 16 points a game, or sorry, 20 points a game last year. Northwestern only scored about 16 per game. Their quarterback play isn't good. We have a game that's in Dublin, Ireland here. Northwestern got in on a Monday, so there's plenty of time to get acclimated here. This number to me speaks for itself. I think Nebraska Cruz is like 34-13 here. I'm going to lay the price with uh, Cornhuskers here. All right, Jeff Nadeau likes Nebraska coming up in that one, 12-30 on Fox on Saturday. Idaho State is at UNLV. Just a quick little nugget here, Jeff. Uh, former ECU safety Damon Magazoo picked off Russell Wilson to uh, – clinched the game in 2010 here in greenville against the nc state Wolfpack. he is now a uh, an assistant coach at unlv and i remember last year i kept uh drafting a text to send him congrats on the first win and i couldn't send it for a while because unlv kept losing and they kept losing close games i was looking at looking back at their schedule they lost by one possession to fresno state utsa utah state san jose state uh san diego state they're in every single one of these games just couldn't win them uh i guess is unlv can they be pesky in the mountain west jeff this year or are they kind of bottom of the barrel there in that conference um yeah look i think the the, the idea for marcus arroyo is, is to just win some football games and maybe get ball eligible i, I don't know if they are you, know, you have to wonder I, I think you know in most games they're going to be a dog now we have to remember hawaii's not as good San Jose State's not as good. I think they have three or four wins on this schedule. Uh, it's not going to be easy, though. Um, they don't particularly have a great quarterback. Um, they do have a decent offensive line and a solid receiver in Kyle Williams, but they're not a team that I'm going to be looking to play. That said, Idaho State is not you know, one of those top 25, top 30 FCS groups either. Um, so when I'm looking at out of uh, FCS versus FBS, I want to attack teams that uh, are very good, let's say a 7-8 win team in college football, playing a very poor uh, FCS team. I don't want to back teams like UNLV against FCS teams. I just don't. Yeah. You look at last year, UNLV lost to Eastern Washington Club. Okay? okay, This is not a team I'm looking to back laying what's like to be a big number. Speaking of big numbers, Jeff, we talked about this one earlier in the offseason. Can't remember if you uh, you bid the bullet and took it, but UConn at Utah State, Fox Sports 1, 4 o'clock Saturday. Did you end up taking the Aggies with that big number against UConn? No, I didn't, and there's a reason I didn't. Um, and it really isn't that I don't want to take Utah State here. Um, I'm just kind of looking at this game and saying, well, why don't I just bet the over at 59 and a half? And mm. When I'm just looking at Utah State's offense, we have to remember, Logan Bonner, their starting quarterback, they are very non-committal on whether he's going to play on Saturday. Um, he's coming off an injury where he didn't play last year in the bowl game because of it. Cooper Legas, the backup, was great in that game and really looks to be someone that should be able to handle 
UConn here. I think they probably put up 35 to 40 points. And I look at Utah State and I say, if they do have an issue, it's on the defensive end. There should be more fight out of UConn this year. They're tougher. Um, they have a new coach in Jim Mora. I have to feel like maybe, you know, this is like a 42-21 type of game. I could see that. I didn't quite get there on uh, Utah State, even though – Betters are taking you, uh, UConn. I've seen it. Yeah, the line has. I've seen 26 and a half. When we talked earlier, it was at least it was around 28, I believe. Listen, I don't find it interesting at all. I have no interest in sitting there with a 27 ticket on UConn. Why not just take the over? Look, for them to cover that sort of number, they're going to have to score 24, 21 points or something. Um, I know Utah State's going to score close to 40. 59 and a half seems a little too low. This number, I thought would be into the 60s. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line, breaking down week zero. Jeff, at first glance, I saw Illinois-Wyoming, Wyoming plus 10, and now it's plus 11. My first gut, like no research at all, was like, all right, let's just take the points, go with the Cowboys, see what happens. And then uh, I was actually listening to Pick Central earlier this week. I think it was Mincy, uh, who's been under fire of late, said, uh, talked about the transfers from Wyoming. And that that's something that guys like you that do the research and, and people like me need to do the research. Who lost transfers? Who, who was hurt by the portal? And on the flip side, who was helped by the portal? Sounds like Wyoming was hurt by the portal, which I guess why this line continues to go Illinois' way. Well, it also, you know, not only was the portal, but, I mean, they got destroyed by, by going to the next level also. I mean, Graduate, yeah. And got really hit hard. Logan uh, Wilson, Chad Mumal both went to the NFL. And as he pointed out, I mean, the truth of the matter was about this football team, they were horrific at quarterback. Um, it's not going to get easier this year. have another new quarterback uh, in Laramie. And, look, the only good player they had last year was Xavier Holiday, who – uh, transferred to Arizona State. This is a bad football team. I actually have under five and a half wins with this team. I think they're really bad. I see one win on this schedule, maybe two. Wow. Um, this is a bad football team. I, I think they beat Northern Colorado, and I think they beat New Mexico. Maybe Hawaii, too. I think three is kind of their ceiling. Um, I was actually quite surprised that we got a five and a half. I didn't see it. Um, they're a bad football team, not a lot returning on defense or offense for that matter. And I got to tell you, I'm actually quite high on Illinois. I think they're going to be a lot more high powered this season. They have a new quarterback, uh, an upgraded quarterback in Tommy DeVito, a kid that played at Syracuse. I think he can be a kind of an upgrade for whatever they've had there. That's been an issue for them. They have good offensive linemen. We know Brett Bielema is a big Paul Molly type of guy, gets his big boys up front. They got a good, solid group of running backs, and I think they have one of the better running backs nobody talks about in the country. And Chase Brown, I like their infusion on defense under Lovey Smith. I think they'll be better um, than they've been over the last couple of years. This game to me kind of screamed, you know, twenty-seven, ten, twenty-four, ten, something like that. I also kind of like the under at forty-three and a half. I think Wyoming really struggles to move the football here. Jeff Nadeau joining us. We're breaking down week zero. Duquesne is at Florida State. Mike Norvell looking for a winning season there in Tallahassee for the first time this year. Jeff, speaking of hot seats, not sure how hot it is, but he needs to put something together down there in Tallahassee. Uh, Is this the year Florida State and Mike Norvell uh, turns things around? Yeah, this game's going to get ugly. Um, The truth is, uh, when Jordan Travis is playing well, um, they're going to score a lot of points. Um, this game screams 52 nothing to me. I mean, 
Florida State's really going to be a question of how long they keep their starters in in this game. Um, I actually think Florida State will be quite good this year. I think they're an eight-win team. I really do. I think defensively they should completely just overpower uh, a lower-end type of team. And, look, over the years they've beaten up teams like this. Um, this is a spot where I think they really named their number. I, I would have to think you'll see a number in this game, 45, 48, something like that. It, they're they're going to be like a big number here. All right, if you're looking for competitive games, maybe this is uh, this will tickle your fancy. Charlotte is at FAU, 7 o'clock, yeah. CBS Sports Network. Now, FAU is a 7, 7.5-point favorite, uh, but uh, pretty interesting matchup here, Jeff. Uh, any any lean here? I think the only reason Florida Atlantic is a 7-point favorite is because what they did last year to Charlotte. They beat them up bad. Um, but I think outside of that, I think these two teams are about even. I actually like Charlotte. I think Will Healy's a good coach. They bring back pretty much everybody on offense, including their quarterback. Um, the problem for Charlotte is and will be defensively. They'll move the ball and score points, but they were a bad defense last year. The problem I have with FAU, you know, this is a quarterback in Nicozy Perry that went from Miami really to a mediocre FAU team, and that's what he's been, mediocre. He can look really good, but... Yeah. Charlotte's going to have a bit of a chip on their shoulder here after getting blown out last year. And remember, the first game's always a great spot with plenty of time to prepare. Charlotte's been ready for Florida Atlantic for weeks. If you're going to give me a full touchdown, I'll lean with the Niners here. All right, taking the Niners Saturday night, 7 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. Also Saturday night, 8-15, ACC Network. North Carolina gets their season underway. They're taking on Florida A&M. How about uh, Mac Brown? Now here, I don't know how much you hear about North Carolina football, Jeff, up there, but here it seems like they are overrated every year heading into the season, never live up to expectations. This year, they're kind of an afterthought. Nobody's talking about North Carolina, Wake Forest, NC State in the top 25. Tar Heel's not getting mentioned a lot. Maybe that's a good thing for North Carolina, but I don't know. Do they deserve to be mentioned? Uh, life without Sam Howe beginning for North Carolina. What do you think about the uh, Tar Heels this year? Yeah, you know, they've been one of the more disappointing teams over the last couple of years. And, and let's just be honest. I mean, Drake may, may be the next best quarterback there, but I, I think he's going to take some, some, some growing pain this year. Um, that said, I mean, Florida, Florida A&M won three games last year. Um, this is a group, uh, their only wins came, or sorry, they, they had three losses. They had a couple of wins, but you know, they're, they're, you know, a team that plays in the swack, a group that is one of the worst. The only good team down there is Jackson State, just a bad football team. I mean, North Carolina should be able to do whatever they want. They have the, the major advantage here. And Florida A&M has a brand-new quarterback. They just named him this week, a guy called Musa. So, um, yeah, it, it, I don't think it's going to be pretty for the Rattlers here. Um, they're just going to be overpowered in this game. But I'm, long-term, I'm not high on North Carolina at all. Jeff Nadeau joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. Love running down the slate with the big man. we got three games left, Jeff. we got one in the Sun Bowl on Sunday night uh, or Saturday night. And how about a, how about a pick em to kick off the year? North Texas at UTEP sitting at a uh, pick right now. you got to love the pick <laughs> Yeah, I tell you, though, this is a – this is a tough game, man. It really is for me. I, I actually am pretty high on both these teams. I will say, though, I was a bit worried about UTEP as the season went on. seems like they really just battened down the hatches and won their six games, and that was that. I think they lost their final six games of the season. Um, so I'm a little worried. i, I got to be honest. I don't know if they should be a favorite, really. I never want to bet them in a favorite role. I do like North Texas. I think defensively they're going to be really good. And could. Listen to this. They have a quarterback, Austin Awney, 29 years old. <laughs> I mean, wow. 
Uh, ECU has a 30-year-old punter, but to have a quarterback that old, that, that is strange. Yeah, it's weird. He actually played in the Yankees organization in baseball for a lot of years, and then he came back to college football. But they have a terrific running back, a couple terrific running backs, a good offensive line, some real weapons at receiver. You know, I lean North Texas. I think they're the better football team. UTEP, I think, will blind people with how uh, much improved they were last year. But in the end, like I said, I mean, they were not good as the season went on. I think North Texas beats them. I think North Texas is kind of underrated in this conference. Um, if they can get good quarterback play from Oni, they're going to be a, a pretty decent team, I think. They have a great defense. Jeff Nadeau joining us. couple games left on the slate. Nevada is at New Mexico State. And, man, you just kind of look at sad football programs throughout the years. New Mexico State, uh, one of those teams. But they uh, are trying to get a new lease on life here. They uh, will take on the Wolfpack, who have traditionally been pretty good, Jeff. So how about the the road favorite, Nevada, taking on New Mexico State? Looks like Nevada's around a nine-point favorite. Yeah, this number has gotten destroyed by sharp money. I mean, New Mexico State was 14-and-a-half at open. Wow. At certain books, I mean, Nevada is not a group that I'm running to bet. I don't think they're very good. Um, they're replacing a great quarterback in Carson Strong. Um, and listen, from what I've understood and read down in Las Cruces, New Mexico, um, there's some excitement building around this team. Finally, Doug Martin was an awful coach. They brought in Jerry Kill, who uh, several years ago had some really cool moments off the field after some health issues. He was with Minnesota at one point. He's a good coach. They're not a great football team, but neither is Nevada. I'm not running the bet on Nevada that they'll win by double digits. I think this game will probably be close late, uh, and New Mexico State will lose on a close game. The, the number has gotten destroyed. And as I've said many times, Cliff, you cannot bet bad numbers in college football. I mean, I, I wish I could have got like a 14 on New Mexico State, but I can't anymore. And now it's down even below 10. Yeah. I think New Mexico State is pretty live here. Man, a lot of movement there. And finally, this game is going to be bet on a lot because it's late night Saturday. It's on TV. It's Vanderbilt and Hawaii out on the island, 1030 CBS Sports Network. Now, earlier this offseason, Jeff, I know you were looking at Vanderbilt more, uh, and you made it sound like not necessarily a play on them, but really a play against Hawaii, which uh, looks like a mess right now. So I'm seeing the line at eight. Uh, how about this uh, late night Saturday game? Yeah, so, Cliff, I put out a newsletter on Patreon. I, I, I go over a lot of games, and, and I'm going to read to you what I wrote about this game. I wrote, sharp money is all over Vandy, and this number is now over a touchdown. I really didn't want to lay it then, and I don't really want to lay it now. Vandy will be improved, yes, but Hawaii is bad, and this is still a long travel spot for a poor football team, and you need them to win by double digits. These are teams that will make mistakes, screw things up when they matter most, and you'll be sitting there at midnight at the bar annoyed that you backed them. If you wanted Vandy, you should have gotten on board two weeks ago when the number was six or six and a half. Yeah. Betting bad numbers will kill your bankroll, and I'm big on that principle. That said, to me personally, though, I wouldn't bet the game altogether. Okay. So, it's a game that, as you said, is a complete crap show. I wanted to say something else, but we're on radio and I can't. Um, you're going to have a lot of people at 2 a.m. half drunk saying, why did I bet this game? Yep, uh, It's just not a situation I want to be in. Welcome to football. A welcome to football moment early Sunday morning after betting on Vanderbilt and Hawaii. Uh, Jeff, I've been looking forward to this conversation, and it delivered. Uh, really fun breaking down all the action for week zero from you. And then next week, uh, can't wait to talk to you about week one. I know you got a lot going on right now. Uh, anything in particular uh, you want the folks to know about what you got going? 
Uh, yeah, you know, I'll just kind of say, um, you know, keep, keep abreast of the situations. Uh, we, we've got some news that's imminent, and you'll all know something very soon. Um, it, it's been a long road about all this announcement stuff, but uh, I'm excited for the season. I got some college basketball news coming up soon as well. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're taking a little break. Clip, I did 72 straight episodes of, and weeks on the sit-down. Wow. Taking a little break. I'm rebranding the show, and we'll hope to bring that back in about a month. So a lot going on, a lot of excitement. And, uh, yeah, uh, keep an eye out over the next, uh, I'll say, 24 hours. All right. There you go, folks. And, uh, Jeff, love to uh, chat today, man. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, appreciate your time as always, bud. Next week, ECU football, baby. Come on. A fired up Jeff Nadeau. He's ready to go. To wrap it up today. That's what I like to hear. Big man on campus joining us, uh, talking week zero and already ready. Already, the bet is in for Jeff Nadeau. He's already got East Carolina plus 10.5 next week for uh, the game against NC State. Let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour two. We still got to talk to Mike Mullis. We still got to talk to former East Carolina safety Warren Saba and make you a winner on this Thursday. A lot more to go. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Have you heard? Winslow's is now 5th Street Hardware, Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. And with a brand new look, 5th Street Hardware also has a new menu and serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 1030 on Sundays. What else is new? Well, 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room now has poker every Tuesday night and trivia on Wednesdays with DJ Captain Morgan. It's a new look, a new name, but the same location on 5th Street right beside the State Theater. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, a couple minutes ago, uh, to go before 5 o'clock where we'll head on into hour number three as we wrap up hour two. Quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubbuck. Dubbuck. Cardinals 8-3 over the Cubs in the eighth inning. Billy Weaver was at Wrigley Field earlier this week. We'll talk to Weave on the show coming up on Friday. He's still in Chicago. Was he doing free poop samplings outside the stadium? Wow. No. (laughs) Look at Shirley. She's like a bird pecking... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do we have I a camera on that we have a button I, I have a button that sticks on this board and i can't get it to turn on or off and is, it is the mic that controls shirley and cj's mic so it's important to have it off when we're talking because they don't want to say something behind the scenes and you know get be on the show wow shirley these guys suck <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that and like that. that button, uh, for whatever reason, is malfunctioning. And Shirley was over there just pecking away. Peck, 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 Yeah, peck. because sometimes you can just gently touch it and it'll cut off. Yeah. And then sometimes you can sit there and practically, we counted one time 27 times 27. where I hacked away at it and couldn't get it to turn off. One for every Yankees championship. Oh. Look at you, Mr trivia man and as a red sox fan i really hated the fact that you just mentioned that cj we got to talk about your hair and how glorious it is it's better than it was it was really hot 
What do you ask for when you get that? Uh, I showed them a picture. I found something on Pinterest that I liked, so I just showed them the picture. On Pinterest? Don't, yeah. That's Look, fine. It's fine. I'm not saying anything. Hey, all the barbers say thank do you, you for Do you want to say something? Picture. Yeah, do this. I mean, you, that's a pretty pretty good barber there to show them a picture say hey i want this yeah let me have it we're not getting a good look of it on y'all's camera let's get a get a good shot of it let's get cj's oh, hair oh, okay hold on uh, get in there the camera yeah yeah get, yeah, yeah yeah can we get a side profile yeah you gotta take the headphones off oh all right all right there it is cj's oh hair. yeah looking good it yep. looks fantabulous <laughs> mariners three guardians one in the third inning the rays beat the angels eight two three coming up tonight o's baseball right here on pirate radio they take on the white Sox. i believe chicago knocked them off last night yeah they did so uh, o's trying to win that series over chicago uh there is some nfl tonight let's see who plays tonight when do the panthers play friday first home game against the defending afc <laughs> they're playing the bills <laughs> golly that was terrible i just had a stroke i literally just had a stroke live on sports the defending <laughs> you could have gone afc's champions yeah and that's where i was trying to get to never got there huh nah. oh by the way but, speaking of football uh, Jay Gruden has been hired by the Rams. Wow! As a consultant. How about that? Well, he and needs to this. consult these players because they're out there just beating up on the Bengals. <laughs> and get this, he will be doing so remotely. That's lame. <laughs> get this. So Sean McVay coached under Jay Gruden in Washington. Washington. And now uh, he is helping out Sean McVay. Circle of life, folks. Uh, Packers at Chiefs tonight, NFL Network, 8 o'clock. And on Prime Video, 49ers at Texans, 8-15. So those games tonight on uh, your Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. NBA note, Chet Holmgren out for the year. Yikes. After suffering a foot injury in some kind of, wasn't it just a pickup game against LeBron James Pro-M or something? Game. It was yeah. the list Frank in the foot, just like Matt Corral for the Panthers, who's going to miss a whole year uh due to that injury i heard that they had to they actually ended up stopping that game early because the floor was deemed unsafe because it was wet so i don't know if that ever had anything to do with it but why are they out there playing that kind of i stuff don't know anyway? i don't know even even lebron james like he didn't come away injured but you're 37 years old you don't need to do anything before the season starts. What, what is this they're doing anyway it's, it's just, just a, a pickup game it's a glorified pickup it looks game. like it's organized though because they're wearing the same jerseys yeah it's i it's mean it's gotta be to cool degree. if you're able to go to it and see all those great players play yeah mm. right but mm. i mean this is what happens right. which i mean that was kind of like a speculation with chet holmgren because he's literally like a stick yeah. he's like a seven foot three stick right Speaking of injuries and being out a very long time, some news coming out of the NFC East. Tyron Smith mm. is going to be out until at least... What, a few months, right? Uh, until at least December is what I'm reading. Uh, a torn hamstring. Wow. Uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. So that is big uh, for their O-line. Let's get a break in. We'll call Mully and have more for you. Hour 3 Pirate Radio Live. Also make you a winner. Warren Saba. It's all coming up on PRL. Back with you after these words.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brownie Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brownie Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, my folks got a vehicle from Brown and Wood recently. They're very pleased with it. So there you go. How are your folks doing, by the way? Fantastic. Thank you for asking. Let's head out to the Pit Electric Live Line and talk to, in my opinion, a five-star guest. Oh, he yeah. is Mike Mullis joining us today on the program. Mully, how you doing, man? Good, buddy. How are you? Doing good. Bit of a, a rainy day outside, if you haven't noticed. It's kind of obvious. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if you get the experience of... Uh, dropping off or picking off at the school, but we're experiencing the unique combination of the insanity that comes with orientation and rain in a school parking lot. I think people lose their minds yeah. uh, under under both circumstances. Well, we hope uh, everything's going all right out there in your world as you experience that. Let's talk about what's going on in the sports world, Mully. We are, believe it or not, a week and a half away from Pirate Football. Week zero coming up this Saturday with some games. Uh, I'll throw this one out to you, Mully. What kind of game are you expecting in Greenville next Saturday? The over-under is 55 and a half. Over or under that amount of points between NC State and ECU? I like the over. Mm, all right. I like the over, I like the over and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not so sure that I don't think the, the over doesn't favor the Pirates. So a shootout, oh. and you, you like is ECU equipped to play in a shootout? Well, I, I wouldn't say that I thought the the shootout would favor them if I didn't think they were. Yeah, that was just a radio trick where I kind of set you up to further answer the question, not for you to call out that you've already spoke on it i kind of wanted you to speak more on it but you know what we can just uh bypass that but yeah i, I get that I, I don't know why we have to do this every time mike well, <laughs> i guess maybe <laughs> just at this stage of my career i got him to break there <laughs> yeah you did i, I would have expected a little more professional uh, respect than that to think you were <laughs> Little head game. That was a respect thing. <laughs> now I no respect. I, no respect. Are you Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> oh boy, Molly, what do you want to talk about? Oh no, I, I love ask, answering questions. I've already <laughs> have asked how you're doing. <laughs> oh, everything's good. I mentioned it's raining and I'm at school. Okay, all right. Mike Mullis is here. Chandler, can you throw a question out there? Like I'm, I'm struggling right now. He's got me off my game. Can you help me out? How many kids do you have left in school? <laughs> Good question. Uh, I have, I have three. Let's get back to sports. How about, uh, come on, let's a little sub sports here. What about the everlasting change of golf, Mully? How's it going now since the last time we talked to you? I think it's going to change even more here in the next couple weeks. Uh, I. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Chandler. I would assume that you probably did maybe clip that Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy have partnered to come out with this uh, three-on-three, two-hour deal that they're going to do on Monday nights that seems to be 
kind of top golfish. Hmm. And I think that is a pretty desperate. If people are getting mad about the Live Tour changing the PGA, then how are they going to feel about three on three in a building, basically playing a video game? So wait, I did see this, but I didn't read into it, Molly. Is it so? Is Tiger and real golfers actually going to be doing something physically, or is it a video game, or what is this? No, seriously, Tiger and Rory McIlroy have come up with this deal. And the brilliance to me, too, and when I say brilliance, I'm being sarcastic, they're going to do this on Monday nights going against Monday night football. Oh, jeez. And basically, it's a two-hour deal. From what I read, it's three on three, uh, and they're going to give out, quote-unquote, a what I think they called it a buttload of money, and they're going to play this, uh, they're calling it a stadium event, but it looks very much like a video game or very top golf kind of kind of deal. And I, I just think it's – is there anything more hypocritical than doing that and saying how bad it is for the live tour to go to shorts and 54 holes and shotgun start, and play, but yet they're going to come out and start basically a, a video game league? I, I think it's all kind of laughable. <laughs> Well, we're going to have uh, maybe some more golfers exit the PGA Tour following the uh, the FedEx playoffs going on right now. By the way, Scotty Scheffler uh, in the lead at 12 under par. He started the event 10 under and, and got a, a head start uh, because he's ranked number one in the world, but he's three shots up on Xander Shoffley. Um, so, Mully, after this week, we're going to see more names probably uh, head over to the live and Will it get close to home? You know, where, where's Harold in all this, you think, as far as PGA versus Liv? Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, I think there's some obvious ones, or at least the big the big piece right now is what Cam Smith's going to do. Yeah. But I will tell you there are an awful lot of rumblings uh, that, that, that Harold may be headed that way. Uh, and, and these are some, you know, some, some North Carolina folks that have some ties, and it's kind of, uh, a matter of fact, I heard somebody say the other day, it's the it's the worst kept secret in in the local golf community. Uh, but yeah, it looks like that. You know, who knows what happens? I mean, this stuff, these decisions can be made, and uh, opinions, you know, turn on a dime. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of speculation and a fa- fairly robust rumor. And I would say right now, it's nothing more than a rumor and speculation that that Harold is at least strongly considering a move to the lift door. Uh, which I think is maybe completely coincidental, but, you know, he's got his tournament uh, in town, I guess it's the uh, 1st or 2nd of September, uh, which also coincides with the live date in Boston. Uh, and word on the street is that he is not going to be in attendance here for his tournament. So hmm. I don't know, man. I, I think there's a lot of lines that can be drawn. Um I, I, you know, the more I've thought about it, I understand the financial side for every one of these gigs, every one of these guys. But you know, it's a chase of the money, and really a, a tremendous loss in prestige, at least now, because whoever wins out there, number one, nobody can tell me who's won other than the first event. I happen to know Charles Schwartz will won it, but other than it being the inaugural event. I don't even know what the name of the event was. I and look, I'm not actively searching out results or tournaments or anything like that. And in the same fashion, I feel like I'm not really actively 
finding out where the PGA Tour event is being held on the weekends. But I can say that I don't know how many tournaments the Live has had or where they've played or how often. Like I don't know anything about it, to be honest with you, Molly. It's off the radar right, right now. No, right now it is kind of golf in a vacuum because the only, you know, the only television coverage they get is, um, I say television, the only coverage they get is uh, a stream, you know, that, that they run and it's free and all that kind of great stuff. But I, I don't even know that I've seen very many live highlights on ESPN. You certainly won't see them on the Golf Channel. Uh, but I think the first event, there was a little blurb about it, but again, I don't, I don't recall seeing a whole lot about it. The things that I hear about it, and I'm, you know, I pay more attention than than most is, you know, things like Pat Perez playing like a dog, but still he's already won, you know, over 1.5 million because his team has had success, and therefore he's won like 750 thousand dollars twice, plus whatever he gets to go play. And he came out, you know, for for him, he's like, dude, this is a no brainer. Like, I mean, I. That's you know if you look at a guy like Harold, Harold's career earnings is ten million and some change, and I think he won like two six this past year, uh, including a, a big lick in Saudi. If he gets you know eight nine million bucks up front and yeah. gets another eight nine million dollars to play, I definitely get the financial side. It, it it still is hard. I don't know what would will it matter as much if or when Harold or whoever else wins a live golf event, will it matter? I mean, no different than winning a pro event that's not a PGA Tour event. It's a cool thing. You look at the money, that's great. But it doesn't have the the prestige of even winning, you know, Sanderson Farms or a down-the-line PGA Tour event. Of course, the PGA's come out with all this. And again, it's so funny to me. They, you know, due, due to the fact that they were pressed, they've come out with new ways to, you know, they're going to split the tour up and have top-tier events for the better players and chance to make a lot more money. And they're coming out with guaranteed money for some players. And, and honestly, Clip, I know you don't follow it real closely, but it, you need to look some of that stuff up, not even for uh, fodder for the air. It's just very interesting. Good stuff. Mike Mullis joining us today on the Pit Electric Live Line, talking live, talking PGA Tour. So, President's Cup coming up, Mully. That is in late September, and it'll be in Charlotte, North Carolina, Quail Hollow. And you have to be, you know, a, a PGA Tour member, right, to to play in this event. And Cameron Smith is the, the highest-ranked player on the international team um and so we'll have to see what his decision is but if you have if you have defected to the live you you're not going to be participating in this event right that's right that, yeah at least that's you know that's where they're at right now with it um you know I, I, again i can see a scenario where uh cam smith wins the fedex cup this weekend uh, i don't know where he's at right now i hadn't seen any scores today but I could see a scenario, and actually, it would be, it would be, it would be, it would be the train wreck again. The train wreck that you kind of, you know, you can't look away from. Camp Smith wins the FedEx Cup, uh, takes the check for I think it's fourteen, fifteen million bucks, and while he's holding their trophy, puts on the live tour like a high school kid announcing where he's going to college. Uh, I mean, I, I just could see it, and again, it gets more and more. Um, 
interesting or, or tumultuous when Tiger and Rory, in an effort to save the tour, come out with this hokey video game concept. I, I don't know, man. It's Whoever thought we would be talking about golf like this? College football, we kind of saw it coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, the others. But who would have ever thought golf would be affected by some of these shenanigans? And, and Molly, your thing, I mean, you, you you talk about how much baseball has changed, you know, Major League and, and I guess throughout baseball, but uh, particularly you kind of falling out of love with Major League Baseball. It's been a topic with you over the years. And now, like every sport, what sport is the same as it was 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago? As the, the NFL, maybe? No, I mean, the NFL, I mean, my boys and I talk about it watching the game and they're uh, you know, they're both on the football team at Hope, and, and we're, we're watching games and kind of trying to, you know, learn as we're watching. And, and I explain to them all the time, the game has changed so much. It used to be, and we've talked about this, it used to be the highlight of the weekend was who got, you know, got decapitated or who. Oh, yeah, well. Wow. over. Yeah. You know, there's no even, I mean, it, again, everything, everything in the world from an athletic standpoint, and I don't know about soccer as much or rugby or some of the, you know, more European sports, not that, and, and look, nobody get mad. I understand soccer is the biggest sport in the world right now, but I, everything's gone to offense. And, and so, I, you know, it's, I don't know that there is a game that remains the same. I mean, and I really didn't, I had a vision in my mind of how much Major League Baseball changed, but I didn't really recognize it until I watched the captain, the Jeter deal, mm-hmm. watching those old highlights and watching, even going back to Don Mattingly and, and that era of baseball, which is when I fell in love with the game. Mike Mullis joining us. Congrats, uh, two boys playing a hope. Uh, you know what team uh, the coach told me I should play for uh, in middle school, Molly? No, which one? No hope. No hope. I don't know if I said that up correctly. That was off the cuff. If you could give me maybe a night, I could tinker with it and probably have a better setup and delivery on it. But that was... I tell you, I, I tell you for a second, I thought Troy had uh, was doing a great impersonation of you, and had stolen your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, you're the man. Appreciate you joining us. I uh, hope you have a good rest of your day and week, and uh, we'll talk to you game week next week. Hey, happy week zero. Yes sir. yes, sir. Hey, you watching any football? You watching Nebraska Northwestern on Saturday? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely, man. Yeah, why not? I mean, I'm right. watching preseason football. Why not? You know what, Coke missed a great opportunity here, or what other, uh, whatever. <laughs> it should have been brought to you by Pepsi. Zero. Something zero. zero, fill in the blank zero calories. Yeah, beer, whatever. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Right. See you, bud. Anyway, all right. Take care. There he is. All right, Molly. Got off to a rocky start, but I think we finished pretty good. Yeah, man. With that conversation. So, Mike Mullis. All right, uh, we've got an interview with Warren Saba coming up. Do we really now? But surely, uh, can we open it up? I think it was yesterday. I always set it up, Shirley. I think it's time. Can we open up the boot? And I look at Shirley and she's going, No, no, do not open it up right now. Don't do it. Don't I am absolutely giving it. him the signal of let's don't not no it. no. We're not and doing I look it right over now. there. I got my blinders on, but then I finally turn my head. And I see Shirley in the middle of two computers with two hands going. Stop. And no stop, Chandler. Stop. Chandler, we had a man down. He was doing yet another duty he does here at Pirate Radio. 
and Shirley said, don't open that bag. Well, guess what? She just gave me the okay. She had the music. So we're opening it up now. What are we giving away, Shirley? Uh, $10 gift card to Familia. Familia! I had Familia earlier this week. I've had Familia quite a bit. You know what I had last time I went, Chandler? Oh, what did you have, Clip? I went with the Supreme Pizza. <laughs> and it was awesome. How was it? It was freaking awesome. I, I think I said this last week or two weeks ago. I, I, told my, I told my friends, I said, hey, I got dinner for, uh, for us tonight. Buffalo Chicken Pizza, which is a classic. We've had it several times. We've had it before a ECU game on game day. Sound like a Supreme Pizza. I said, I'm going to try Familia's Supreme Pizza tonight, and it was delicious. Try it today. All right, what call are you looking for, Charlie? Six. 317-1250, caller six. Warren Saber joins us next. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to John Caton of Grimesling. Got a $10 gift card courtesy of Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food, whether it's great New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or the delicious homemade desserts. Familia is a winning play every time. For dine-in or takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Shirley, yesterday uh, I got a text from a friend of mine. He said it was at 5.54 p.m. Did I answer it during the show? I did. I answered it at 5.55. He said, favorite pastas at Familia. And I said, I like the linguine alfredo with shrimp and sausage. Tortellini is great if you want to throw a few extra bucks. So I gave him a, a couple of options there. He sent back two minutes later, I'm getting chicken marsala. <laughs> Well, why? I mean, well, why even ask? Why waste my time and yours? Because, like, I had a really thoughtful answer and a very quick response. I was trying. I thought I was doing something nice for a friend, and he just completely it goes the opposite direction. I've seen the videos on social media, mostly TikTok, where people go to like breweries and stuff, and they say, uh, "What is the? You know, what is your suggestion?" Yeah, right? it's basically you can go anywhere, any restaurant. What's your suggestion for a drink? Yeah. anything and the waitress slash waiter sits there and goes through all oh yeah and what they taste like and this and that i'll take a bud light <laughs> <laughs> hey can't go wrong with the bud light but yeah so uh you know what nobody else asks don't ask my opinion if you i know if I you know. can go through it i know i know god that's funny Chandler, your buffalo chicken looked good last night. I ain't got that in a while, but I tell you what, my uh, buffalo chicken wrap, by the way, cheese chicken, uh, chicken cheese steak was good last night. I was hungry, man. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go and let's stop talking about food because right. I'm getting hungry. Let's talk to Warren Saber. We'll I've do been it. hungry. Have oh, you been hungry? You I've can't get hungry. hungry if you stay hungry. <laughs> Warren Saber, former East Carolina safety, 
USFL now joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Talk some pirate football. Talk about what Warren's up to. Warren, great to have you back on Pirate Radio. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. And uh, fired up for some pirate football. And Warren, let's talk about where you are right now and and how it relates to to heading into the ECU season. So you were signed uh, in the USFL and suffered an injury early on, right? Was it uh, was it week one, uh, Warren, of the season where you suffered your injury? Yeah, we. I want to say my second or third drive of the game. Yeah, and uh, and man, that that really was a shame to see. But some good news: we saw that uh, you were picked up uh, a resign, I guess, via free agency. So you're going to remain in that league. Are you uh, you still with Michigan? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, Michigan uh, resigned me. Uh, I want to say two weeks ago. So how are you doing health wise right now, Warren? Uh, right now, I'm good. I'm 100 uh, percent. Just training. Uh, and you know, just helping where I can right now around the house with my mom. Good deal. So uh, doing a number of different things right now. So how? What, what was your season like? Did you remain around the team uh, through your injury, Warren? Were you away from the team? What was your U- USFL season like while you were injured? Um, I stayed uh, for a little bit, and then uh, I actually came back to Greenville uh, to do rehab at Young's mm-hmm. uh, uh, to get right. So the whole summer. Uh, and a, uh, a little bit um, of the summer, I was in Greenville. Then I came back home and I uh, did the rest of my rehab here. Uh, and now um, I'm 100. percent I've been training, uh, just getting ready for next season. That's awesome, Warren Saber joining us. What was the uh, the injury you suffered, Warren? Uh, I broke my right uh, forearm. Mm. Yeah, man. And we think like legs and uh, ankles and things like that, ACLs. You don't really think about arm injuries, but uh, yeah, football. How, how did it happen? Was it like a freak accident deal? Um, yeah, just trying to make a routine play uh, on a tackle, and it just it just broke. Uh, yeah, it wasn't nothing, you know, uh, real crazy. Just you know, just a. Uh, what I was what I was supposed to do. Yeah. I did see you uh run into Garrett McGinn, so that was cool. A former pirate who is now uh trying to make an NFL roster. So you got to see at least one pirate uh through your journeys there, right? Yeah, uh yeah, you know, uh every team was in the same hotel, so me and me and G we got to hang out a lot, uh, you know, when we weren't in meetings and, you know, uh we would see each other, you know, talk, laugh, uh you know, just just uh, do a, you know, just be guys, man. You know how it goes. We had uh, Skip Holtz on Pirate Radio a couple weeks ago, head coach of uh, the champions there in Birmingham, and he kind of talked about the hub uh, that was created there all in one area where all the teams are together and was kind of speculating on what it's going to look like in the future. He said maybe that they – play part of the season in Birmingham and then part of the season in another area. So, I don't know. I guess all that is uh, is unknown at this point, Warren, or do you know what year two of the USFL will look like? No, I have no clue. Uh, I, uh, I They mentioned, uh, you know, some OTAs maybe uh, later uh, in the fall, uh, but um, I haven't heard anything yet. Um, you know, it'll be uh, it'll be cool to play in the respective cities, to travel around, but yeah. you know, I'm, I'm here to do my job. So, whatever, wherever they have me at, I'm going to be there. Warren Saber, former ECU safety, joining us. And I wanted to ask you about that, Warren. Is it strange how ECU is getting ready for the season, NFL, your whole life, whether it be high school, college, whatever, you've been getting ready to play football this time of year. Now you're you're waiting around for the spring to play your season. Is that kind of strange to, to wrap your head around? Yeah, it's, it's, it's 
Yeah, no, it's a little different because, uh, you know, I, um, I've been walking around home and everybody's been asking me, you know, oh, like, what you doing here? You know, I'm like, I'm playing in the spring. <laughs> it's my off season, basically, you know, ch- trying to explain the whole spiel. But, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a good opportunity to actually catch some games. I've been, been missing a lot of NFL games, uh, you know, due to the meetings on Sundays and, and, you know, game on Saturday. So, uh you know, it is a good experience to get out. Uh, definitely going to be at a couple Browns games this year. You can definitely, uh, you know, see me there. Okay. Um, um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to try to travel around, uh, catch some of Nola Johnson's games down at Miami of Ohio, and uh, come back, you know, to ECU, of course, to, to support the home team. That's a great thing, Warren, that you are able to uh, to see your alma mater, uh, maybe visit some friends, and, and also watch your NFL team. We'll talk more about your, your Browns in a moment, but uh, you did say you plan on catching some Pirate games, including uh, you going to try to be here for the state game next week? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely coming down. You know, it's uh, my guys last year, uh, you know, last first game, and it's against NC State. So, you know, our dumb boys are ready, uh, angry, and, and ready to show the world what they got. Warren Saber joining us. Uh, had a lot of fun on the football field. Hopefully, you can have some fun tailgating. Yeah, you ever tailgated uh, for a game before, Warren? Uh, <laughs> to a tailgate, but when I was real little, yeah, I, I don't remember it. Uh, went to my, my first Browns game. Okay, uh, but um, nah, I don't really remember anything after that. You know, it, it, anything prior to that or after that. Uh, it, was, it was so. Uh, I'm ready for. A good experience. I got a good uh, tailgate experience for the baseball games this year. But oh yeah, uh, yeah, they do it right out there. But make sure you stop by uh, the Pirate Radio tailgate zone. Get you some good food, uh, some good beverages, and uh, and get ready for the game, man. Oh no, I'll definitely pull up. You know, show face and have some blast, man. Yes, sir. Warren Saber, former ECU safety, joining us. You sound excited for your former teammates to uh, take the field against NC State. And how about the uh, the secondary, Warren? Lose yourself, lose Jaquan McMillan, but uh, you've got some returning talent at corner with Malik Fleming. Sounds like Demel Higman has had a really good spring. Uh, Juwan Powell as well uh, over there and, and some newcomers coming in and then at safety tegan wilk julius wood are back sean dorso's played a lot of football uh and some newcomers in that department too so uh, the secondary uh you, you feeling pretty confident in those guys who, who are you excited to see play on the field this year oh yeah i'm 100 percent confident you know uh and, and ready to see them guys play uh guys like you know gerard uh gyra uh julius you know he's an ohio boy i can't wait to see him ball he, he's come a long way in the program, and and I think this is his year. And of course, you know my boy Teague. Uh, you know that's that's my day one guy right there, and uh, I, I can't wait to see him ball. They just wrapped up fall camp, Warren, and uh, we talked to some of the guys, and it, it was it was kind of a relief. They say, okay, the the kind of the hardest part's over. Now it's time for the fun, playing games, game week practice. But uh, that fall camp, uh, they, they were glad to get done with that. And uh, I know you can relate, right? The, some early mornings, some hot practices out there. Oh yeah, you can definitely believe uh, Coach Susan put them through the ringer, man. <laughs> you know, uh, day in day out, they put in some type of work. And it, it, it's gonna pay off though. So uh, you know, everybody's seen the 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 building of of a foundation, and, yeah. and they're they're ready this year to to you know shock a lot of people. And you were a part of that building, Warren, uh, staying here through some tough times, uh, becoming a leader uh, on the team uh, under Mike Houston, and it really sounds like Warren this, this training camp, this fall camp. Mike Houston was was very pleased. You know, he'll, he'll 
if things aren't going great at practice, he don't tell us everything as far as the media goes, but he'll let us know he's upset about th- about something. He seemed very upbeat this year, very positive about this team. That's a sign of a mature football team, I think, Warren, and uh, it makes Pirate fans excited to hear uh, Coach Houston so optimistic right now. Yeah, um, I think, uh, you know, uh, with a lot of guys uh, still coming back because of the, uh, the COVID uh, the COVID year, uh, we got a lot of old guys, you know, Xavier Smith, Miles Berry, uh, you know, Jaira, DeMell. Um, you know, those guys been here for a long time. They know how to lead. They know what's right. You know, they know what's wrong. They know what it's supposed to look like. And and uh, I'm glad everything's getting put together uh, right now. And, and I can't wait to see them, man. It's going to be a fun year for sure. Talking to Warren Sable, former ECU safety. Warren, uh, Rajay Harris has said he enjoys talking, uh, not only uh, on the field on game day, but even to his teammates at practice. Uh, Jeremy Lewis and Xavier Smith have said they are a couple of the biggest talkers on the team. Uh, you got a great personality. How much did that translate to the field? How much talking were you doing against opponents out there? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if Coach Houston would want me to say <laughs> every, every play. <laughs> you know, I, a lot of the, you know, we got something to say about anything, man. Miss Block, you gotta, you gotta, you know, try harder next time. You know, <laughs> you know. uh, but uh, no, I mean, I think it just goes with uh, the building of confidence during the game, man. You feeling good, you know? You talking a little mess? It just feeds into you know the moment of, of you know trying to perform and, and do well. So uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure you know this guy does not mention that talk, even though they might not talk at practice, but you know in that game, it's just the the competitor. That dog in you, that comes up. Yes, sir. Warren Saber joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Warren, uh, if I ask you your your favorite moment during your ECU career, or if, if there's more than one, but what pops in your brain immediately when you uh, are asked that question? Wow, my favorite moment. Um, yeah, I got a lot. Uh, maybe um, my first time uh, running out of tunnel against uh, uh, North Carolina A&T, just running through the white smoke and just seeing – you know, a bunch of people in the fans. You know, unfortunately, the game got rained out. Yeah, that was that was definitely a a wild moment. Like, you know, I'm finally here. I made it, and uh, you know, it was a it was a good moment. Man, I remember that under the lights. That was a hot crowd too. Everybody was jacked up. I think you guys run out, and then we have the lightning strike, and you immediately have to get off the field. Right? It was a weird deal. Yeah, we uh, I think we did the entrance like three times that day. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I'm like, oh man, it's old already. We can't keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it got pushed back to Sunday, and then A and T pulled off the upset. And more, you're aware, right, of the meme created by their head coach, uh, Coach Washington, tell him to bring me my money. Are you, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about. Uh, my friends, they they use it in the group chat all the time. <laughs> uh, they they didn't know that you know it was uh, against us. I'm like, man, stop sending that in here. I know. I got bad memories from that, man. No doubt. The good thing is there's no, like, ECU signage on the video. So uh, 99% of the people don't even know what it's from. So we don't tell. We won't tell them. We'll strike that from the record. Warren Saber joining us. How about your your favorite play, Warren? You had a a two-pick game. Was it against uh, Cincinnati? It was in a big game, right? Your two-interception game? Yeah, uh, yeah, Cincinnati. But uh, I think – my favorite play probably wasn't even for me. I, I would say it would be uh, uh, when uh, Daniel Charles tipped the ball to uh, Jaquan Miller mm-hmm. for the pick. Uh, that was a that was a big moment. I like I like that play. That play was really cool. Uh, the big hit from uh, Stringer 
uh, from G against uh, Tulane last year. I think that was more yeah. than any, any play that I've made. And you're right. I'm ready to see uh, Stringer and Chira, those guys out there this year on the defensive side. All right, are you keeping up? How about Tyler Sneed uh, catching a touchdown the other night? That was cool to see, Warren. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, actually, uh, one of my high school teammates is on, uh, on the Steelers roster, so uh, I went out there for one of their uh, open practices. Nice. And uh, me and Sneed got to catch up after and just talk and, and you know, just laugh and, you know, and uh, catch up. Uh, it was pretty good. Pretty cool seeing him out there balling against, you know, uh, dudes who are considered, you know, to be top talent and 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 be better than them. But you know, he was holding his own, uh, competing, uh, trying to make a name for himself, and, and, and I'm proud of him for that for sure. How's uh you keeping up with uh, J Mac Jaquan McMillan? How's he doing out in Denver, Warren? Yeah, I actually talked to J Mac uh, yesterday. Um, we talked. We when I talk, I try to talk. We try to talk. Uh, try to talk about you know just life. Yeah, yeah. Things that go on more not ball, but uh, yeah. He's liking it. Uh, it's a good experience for him. Uh, <clears throat> he he had a little learning curve, and he's getting over that. But uh, he 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 enjoying his time out there in Denver and, and, and taking the most of his opportunity for sure. Warren Saber joining us. Looking forward to seeing Warren back on the field this spring with the Michigan Panthers in the USFL. Until then, Warren will be able to catch his Pirates and also catches cleveland browns and uh how you feeling uh how about week one you gonna go to the uh the game in charlotte and see your browns play the panthers nah i ain't gonna do that but uh <laughs> i'm pretty sure the dog pound gonna be uh, in full effect in, in carolina believe that hey if you're ever in greenville by the way on a sunday uh i host sports trivia at, uh, at aj mcmurphy's they are the browns um what do you call it fan uh, uh, the fan club or whatever yeah they uh they all meet up in the room at AJ's and there are some old diehard Browns fans. Warren, you'd have a blast watching a game with them on a Sunday. Oh yeah, uh, I actually uh, I tried to make it up a couple times. Uh, I actually Googled you know where where Browns yeah. are at because we we're a lot. We, I think we got the most loyal fan base in the, in the world. To be honest with you, uh, but uh, that, we can leave that argument for another. <laughs> How many uh, wins can Jacoby Brissett get you at QB while you wait for Deshaun Watson to get in there? Yeah, I, I think Jacoby Brissett is a great quarterback. Uh, he's led some teams, uh, Dolphins, the Colts, uh, most recently. Uh, those two teams, he, he did well for him, performed, uh, got some wins. I, I don't know. I can't, you know, it's more than just Jacoby Brissett when it yeah. comes to, you know, a team win. But uh, I feel like if they put everything together and, and do what they're supposed to do, we can we can win all of them. I mean, to be honest with you. Going to be an interesting week one matchup, obviously. Uh, Baker Mayfield taking on the Browns. You, uh, What's your thoughts on, on how all that played out, Warren? You, you, are you still a, a Baker fan, or now that he's not in Cleveland, you don't you don't care about him anymore? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really get into, you know, everything that was going on, but, you know, uh, I root for the Browns, so if it's <laughs> You're my favorite player. If you're not, hey, I like it. You go against him, you know, it's, it's going to be a hard time, right? I like it. Warren Saber joining us. Warren, it's great to hear that you're healthy, man. And um, so when is your – you said you might have some workouts coming up this fall, but uh, nothing really on the, the calendar for you in the immediate term when it comes to, to football, playing football? No, nah, not right now. Uh, yeah. You know, my agents uh, keep in, uh, in contact with NFL teams. Hopefully. Okay. Okay. Uh, maybe mid-season or something like that. I'm just, you know, trying to do my best to to, to stay in shape and, and be ready when when my time comes. That's great, man. We're we're pulling for you here, Warren. Always enjoy catching up with you, man. Good luck. We'll uh we'll try to catch up with you again before the USFL season. Talk more football with you, but have fun and uh, come check us out at the the Pirate Radio Tailgate Zone when you're in town for a game. 
No, I got you for sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Warren. Um, we'll uh, we'll see you next weekend. Uh, we got to get him here to the studio. Absolutely. And uh, we'll tell him the tailgate's here and not out there. Yeah. Hey, tailgate's at five two five Evan Street. <laughs> Come on, and hang out, uh, man. Uh, it should be a lot. Of- Where's everybody at? <laughs> Where's the food? Where's the beer? This is the party, Warren. Come on. Uh, should be a lot of former pirates uh, in the house in town uh, coming up next weekend. Fired up for it. Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Uh, more to go. Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report. It was a good day. The Dow was up 322 points, closed at 33,291. The NASDAQ was ahead 207 points at 12,639. And the S&P was up 58 at 4,199. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Thanks to Warren Saba for joining us on the show. Excited about the East Carolina secondary. In fact, uh, let's hear more from... Blake Carroll. And when I say more, I mean some of, because we haven't heard from him at all. Uh, actually, we did hear him talk about Devin Leary. Uh, let's uh, hear him talk about Juwan Powell at cornerback. We were talking about the secondary earlier in the hour with Warren Saba. This is cut 10, Shirley. Uh, Juwan Powell back from injury. And uh, how's he looking at practice? You know, I think he's our best open field tackler. I mean, I, I watched him yesterday and watched him today, and you wouldn't know he's been hurt, that's for sure. Uh, but he's solid out there. You know, he's he's a guy that if you had to move him back to field safety, he could go go play tomorrow. He stays that locked in, and just uh, you know, he's doing a really good job up uh, out there. Plays some really good deep balls today. Goes up and gets the ball in the air. Uh, he's not going to get out jump for a ball. I feel good about that. And he's just uh, you know a bigger guy that you can put out there on the edge, um, a little bit more length than J Mac had. And so you feel good about that. And then just what he brings to our defense and what he brings to our team. You know, not only what he does athletically at playing corner and playing safety, but just the energy and the mindset he brings, the edge he brings. You know, he's a guy that you want him on the grass at some point. All right, that is Blake Harrell with some high praise for Jawan Powell. One of my favorite uh, cuts from Blake Harrell yesterday, I think it was Igloo that asked him about the coaches on the defensive side specifically being high energy and being up and motivated and yelling the entire practice and uh, asked Blake Carroll about that energy from the coaches each and every ECU football practice. Uh, cut six, Shirley. Yeah, I, you know, we talked to our players about, hey, if you want to lead, lead by example. You know, if you want it to be this way, if these are your goals or you think these are expectations, make sure you're setting those expectations and doing them yourself. Um, and it starts with us as coaches and not just on the practice field. If we want our defense to go play – you know, with, with the edge, we want to go play with great energy. We want to play with a little passion. 
all those things we talk about, that Coach Houston talks about, they got to start with us. And we can start with that in the meeting room. We start with that the side of the ball meeting. When we get in here as a, as a defense and, you know, we have that same energy in, these, in the meetings as we do on the field. And it's got to carry over everywhere. So we tell you guys how you can practice and the energy and the effort and execution you take into practice is going to be the same one on game day. So if we don't have that, you know, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday practice, we're not going to have that on Saturday. So we got to make sure as coaches that it's showing up. Start with the coaches, make it contagious. We were talking about this yesterday off the air about the man, the the questions we should have asked uh, after media day, and we've been watching Hard Knocks, Deuce Staley and Aaron Glenn, uh, both of those coaches for the Lions, going at it against each other during practice. I wonder if, and you brought up a good example. A good example would be what it would be. Chris Foster versus a, it would be uh, Raekwon Boyette Ray, versus Ray, Steve Ellis. Steve Ellis. I, and I hate that I forgot to ask that at media day because and I really I wouldn't have thought of it because I didn't think about it until I heard the intensity of Raekwon Boyette and you your interview with Steve Ellis and now we know how you know just intense they are yeah and I wonder if there is that back and forth from those guys <laughs> at practice uh let's see uh let's talk about your guy Chandler you're a Jaira Wilson guy always have been Let's, uh, let's hear what Blake Carroll has to say about Jaira, cut seven. Yeah, he's kind of a, a you know, Swiss Army knife right now. You know, Jaira's from Jacksonville here in East North Carolina. Um, and he's played boundary safety. And he's played Sam, so he can play both spots. And, and he can probably play field safety if he needed to. And he's been on certain packages, certain situations there. He's, he's one of those guys that always run the football and uh, just really proud of, of him. He's got good length and, and just an older guy right now. And, and those guys are really taking pride in, and Jaira's one of them a lot of pride in they're running the show and they want to run the defense and they want you to give them as much as you can give them and, uh, and, and be able to do a lot. And he's one of those guys that can do that and still play fast. Sometimes when you, when you install too much or give them too much of the package or too much of a game plan, it kind of tends to slow guys down and they think too much and, and Jairus is not one of those. He's been, been through the battles, been tested and just really excited to go watch him play, play this fall. All right. Uh, excited about Jairus Wilson, uh, coach, Harold was asked what young guys stood out uh, during fall camp, and uh, he had a couple names for us. Uh, cut one, Troy. Yeah, so so guys that stood out in camp for us, you know, that, there's obviously the, the names we all know about and we expect to show up and be there every day, and they're older guys now. But uh, And we were just talking the other day about some newer guys that showed up for us. Julius Woods, one that played some limited time last year, started a game or two, and you know, I think he's moved on where he, he's going to be one of our core guys. And I really feel good about him and the things he's doing on the field and just running that back in and his athletic ability back there. So I feel, feel good about that. Um, you know, a couple other guys that kind of showed up for us. One's Josiah Robinson. He, he's a guy that, you know, came came on last year, showed a few flashes in practice, never really got on the grass much for us on game day. But, you know, this fall right now uh, in camp, he's really been impressive and shows up every day. He's physical. He's got good get-off, good twitch, and I think he can give us a, a edge pr- pressure guy that, you know, with his third down or some normal downs there. Uh, really looking forward to what he can do out there. J- J.D. Lampley's a younger kid. Him and Isaiah Brown-Murray are two freshmen that uh, continue to, you know, s- s- be guys that we think we can count on for the future and probably even this fall. All right, there he is, East Carolina defensive coordinator Blake Harrell. We've heard Marlon Gunn, a freshman on the offensive side of the ball, Brown Murray has been a freshman that I've heard a lot during camp. A lot of IBM talk. IBM, baby. He's got a built-in nickname, and it sounds like he's uh, playing well out there. Yes, sir. 
all right get out your calendars folks let me catch you up on where we are this is the last thursday until we get to the pirate radio kickoff party which will be next thursday so no more thursdays in between now and the party none zero zilch week two high school football kicks off friday night we'll have dh conley football for you right here on pirate radio saturday is week zero it'll be the final saturday with no east carolina football here in the 2022 season so that's where we are monday delcor players lounge tuesday mike houston press conference wednesday blake harold donnie kirkpatrick speak thursday kickoff party Friday, Uncle Cracker riding on Clydesdales. Saturday, Bud Light pregame tailgate, yes, ECU versus NC State, and the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Man, we're in it. Oh my God, oh we my are God. in it. We're in the middle of. Let's we're go, in the baby. High storm. Let's go, baby. For Shirley Rhodes, C.J. Schaefer, and Chandler Honeycutt, I'm Cliff Brock. We'll see you Friday. Some of us will. Some will be not here working on a Friday. But we'll be here, we being myself, Shirley, and C.J. And we'll see you Friday at 3 on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.